Okay, Larry, it's time for the theme song. If you like to talk to tomatoes, yeah. if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show for you? Broccoli, celery, gotta be veggie tails, llama beans, collard greens, peachy king, veggie tails, cauliflower. Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, Where's Pod When I'm Scared, a podcast where everyone loves the bunny. I'm Ashley, and I'm joined uh, by Luke. I don't want no pickles. I don't want no bunnies. I just want to record a podcast that's funny. Thank you, Luke. Uh, and I'm, we're also joined by two guests. Maxi. I am constantly living in the furnace that is society. <laughs> God. And Frankie. Hi, I heard this was a Tinder podcast. I've come to talk about Tinder. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, I... Mm. <laughs> so... I was like, I had all these Tinder hot takes this past weekend, cause uh, and I talked about them in my pockets. I just finished a five hour long episode. You should go listen to that. It's like four hours. Um, thank you. Uh, but I, I had all these Tinder hot takes about how I think it's a bad app and the monetization's bad. Uh, and then I started using Bumble, but I got way more, way more like matches in Tinder than on Bumble. So, I don't know. Tinder's bad, but I guess you gotta use it sometimes? Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Although, yeah. The one person I'm currently talking to that I've gone out once and we're going out again for Dia de los Muertos this weekend, is the one person I've been talking on Bumble, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, my entire experience with dating apps was just failing with them for, like, a year, and then just, uh... You know, starting to date someone that listens to the dumb podcasts I make, and uh, that working out okay. The best dating app, alioentropy.com. <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, just had a Tinder joke, and y'all put me on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I already did my Tinder rant. It's like half an hour long. Yeah, no, I... <laughs> I have opinions about Tinder too, but yeah. I don't know if I really want to get to them right now. That's, That's fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> DM me later. Yeah. yeah. Talk anyway, about this. yeah, we are at the the episode that was part of the genesis of this podcast. Yep, Ooh. it's the one that came up in that fateful Jimmy John's encounter. <laughs> now, yes, I have a question. Yeah, I thought yeah. this one was Daniel. It is. Well, it's part of the book of Daniel. These are Daniel's friends that well, th- are in... I thought you said this yeah. is part of the Genesis, though. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I... I... <laughs> Just a little whimsical Bible humor for you. That's some great Bible humor. Maxie, that seems like a good a segue as any. Tell us about your whole deal with religion. So, <laughs> my relationship with religion has been a winding path. Um, mm mm-hmm. Long story short, uh, my dad came from a largely secular family, though he had some Jewish heritage. Uh, my mother's family was very Catholic, so I was raised Catholic. Um, okay. But I didn't really feel any connection with it, so by the time I was 13, my dad was like, 
all right, I'm going to leave it up to you whether you confirmed or not. And I was like, I'm good. So I just didn't. Um, for a while, we would go to, uh, like, Unitarian services occasionally. Uh, okay. But after I started high school, I was just in a generally agnostic uh, state. Um, and then when I went to college, I spent some time flirting with the idea of starting a Gnostic cult. All right. That's, yeah, that, that oh, makes sense with what I know college. of you. Sorry? Uh, I was saying that, that makes sense with what I know about you. Yeah, uh, and, you know, I think that was a valuable stepping stone. It didn't quite, like, scratch the right itch for me, uh, and eventually I've sort of reevaluated was what I was looking for, and I considered the fact that I think the Jewish relationship with God is... Uh, more complicated and squares mm. more with my uh, philosophical and spiritual needs than the Christian or like the Muslim relationship with God. Um, so I ended up attending some Jewish services in Boston when I was living with my folks again. I felt a real deep connection there. Uh, long story short, I ended up taking conversion classes once I moved to Chicago. Uh, officially converted about a year and a few months ago. Okay. Uh, so that's where I am now. I'm Jewish. All right. It's great. Cool. Nice. Uh, Fabi, what about you? Uh, I grew up Mexican Catholic. Uh, and I, you know, big churches. They used to speak Latin. Everyone, you always used to say like, oh, did you know that right before you were born, the, the churches used to be in Latin? And I was like, well, thankfully they're not anymore. They're in Spanish. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Mexico's very religious very catholic and my right. family uh, it's hard because i wouldn't think of them as religious but compared to non-mexican people i guess they are uh compared to mexican people they're just normal and i to the point that like i did my communion and then i was an altar boy and that was a normal thing and sure. then at uh, the point in my life i thought about becoming a priest for a while oh. uh, yeah uh, that was up until I was like 14 or 15. And then I was like, I, 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 of course, after that, I went like, oh, all of this is bullshit. I went hardcore atheist for a few years. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I stopped that when I was in college and someone made like a very, very offensive joke about Muslims. And I was like, whoa, that, what the fuck? And they were like, well, you can't make fun of one religion and not the other and i was like well, what no you're wrong but maybe you're wrong but maybe you're right and i shouldn't make fun of religions uh i should make mm-hmm. fun of the people who are shitty in those religions but not actually about the religions so uh since then i've uh, i kind of been agnostic um the way I've been thinking about it lately is I have a friend who uh, she's in divinity school in uh, Harvard. Uh, she's one of the first like trans people I became friends with online and she helped me a lot with my transition. And so like if I was able ever able to be in a sermon that I like to like listen to a sermon that she did, I would jump at a chance to. And I think that's kind of how I'm feeling about religion. All attend services if I like believe, them. if I like know that the people who are doing it are doing it them in good faith, mm-hmm. but not just. I don't think 
I don't think there's any service near me I would feel comfortable going to. I gotcha. All right, well, got that part out of the way. Yeah. 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 Uh, we got... We, uh, we, yeah, what's up, Ashley? I was going to ask if anyone here also has VeggieTales experience. Oh, that's true. Right. That that part also. Yes. Uh, do you want to go first or should I? Uh, I mean, I don't. I've, like, read a book I saw in a cafe once that was, like, 12 pages because it's for babies. But, right. you know, I was aware of VeggieTales as a thing, but I think it's... You you read a veggie tract. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, so is this the first episode of VeggieTales you've watched? In full, for sure, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Like, like I get the impression, and Fabi, you can probably either mm-hmm. confirm or be accountable this. Yeah, I, I get the impression that VeggieTales is one of those things that's maybe more Protestant than hmm. Catholic. Yeah, I don't have a good perspective on that. Um, but, Fabi, do you want to? Yeah. Well, so, like I said, Mexico is very religious to the point where they used to show religious cartoons on TV all the time. Okay. Like, just, like, it's a normal thing. One of my favorite movies, which is not a cartoon, but it's a Mexican movie uh, from, like, the 60s. It's Santa Claus versus the Devil, or just Santa mm. Claus yep, in Spanish. Yep, yep. And in that movie, Santa Claus is friends with Jesus, and he lives in heaven. And that's normal. Okay. That's not like this is not a religious movie. This is a Mexican movie. So of course Santa Claus lives in heaven with his friend Jesus, uh, who's not shown in the film. Gotcha. But Santa Claus does own uh, a like a a figure of baby Jesus, which is a weird thing to own of your friend. Um. <laughs> anyway, look if there was a Luke Funko Pop, I would <laughs> a own baby that. Luke Funko Pop. Alright. A, a baby Jesus Funko ah, Pop. I'm sure that must exist, right? Uh, well, I'm Googling Jesus Funko Pop. <laughs> yeah, please do. See what, There's probably uh, like a buddy Jesus Funko Pop from that Kevin Smith movie. There are... What is this one? This looks like it's... Might be Jesus... Oh, wait. Oh, this is probably a character... I don't, I don't watch The Walking Dead, but is there someone named like... Jesus. Jesus on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. That looks, so we got that. I'm also... S- I'm also seeing a Joy Pop <laughs> Jesus oh, yep. Christ vinyl figure. Awesome. Yep, I'm seeing that. Sorry, go ahead, Patty. Yeah. No, I just said that's awesome. Sorry, I I, oh, I just oh, said oh. while you were talking, I was going to text the person. <laughs> gotcha. No, sorry, I thought you said also. So I was like, yeah. Oh, oh also no, what? I said that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I think that's what I said. Anyways, so a lot of TV, a lot of Mexican TV, there were two channels that were like mostly cartoons. And both of them showed a lot of religious cartoons mixed with, like, a lot of foreign cartoons. Um, and I feel like Vegetos was there, but very little. Like, maybe just some of the time or sometimes or, like, special. Because I remember being aware of Vegetos even before I, like, started living in the States or anything. And so I must have seen them somewhere, but I've never like sat down to watch an episode, even though I I've sat down to watch episodes of other religious cartoons. Like there's I remember I don't know what it's called, but there were, there was like an animated one about people fleeing uh, Rome uh, for religious persecution okay. that that they used to show a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I. 
Maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe I imagine like I I never like been like oh yeah I watched an episode of VeggieTales. So it's just like I know VeggieTales exists. I don't know. Wh- you know what? It was probably from my friends who went to private school in the United States. They probably had VeggieTales or something, and that's why it was in my head. Yeah, uh, okay. I I'm pretty sure maybe VeggieTales didn't make it over to Mexico, or at least not big enough. I never saw it, like, at the store. Mm. Yeah. I, do we have more, like, background info we want to cover? Okay. Or should we dive on into I this episode? I have a thing, I'll talk about it when we get there. I, I, hmm? I have a thing, Well, okay, I mean, so we can talk about it now uh, if you want Mexico to. has a lot of saints and figures, and, uh, and uh, I it hadn't clicked that you said they only did, like, Old Testament stuff. So I was like, oh, let me see if they they have done anything with Mexico, and I'll tell them to have me on that episode. So I, like, Googled the classes. Uh, I Googled Juan oh, sure. Diego. I Googled uh, Virgen de Guadalupe, VeggieTales, Juan Diego VeggieTales, and I didn't get anything. And then I just put, let me just put Mexican VeggieTales. And then I, it sent me to a fan wiki, <laughs> which said that the oh, character God. who oh, no. who was in the silly songs for Larry was called Mexican Larry. So that's why I... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But he's, but well, he's Argentinian. He's Argentinian, but he's not dressed like in a typical Argentinian clothing. It's. Uh, I don't know. The junior asparagus told Luke, me he was. I'm sorry, but that asparagus is <laughs> racist. <laughs> yeah, 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 we've established that's true. That's true. Yeah, that did come up last week. Uh, that is a racist yeah. little kid. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I'll be in this one. And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's an Argentinian, uh, not even an Argentinian song. It's a song in Spanish that they were like, yeah, it's Argentinian. Yeah. Uh, but then they decided to dress Larry like a stereotypical, not even real Mexican wear, but like stereotypical Americanized Mexican mm-hmm. wear. And like the setting is also very like stereotypical Americanized Mexico. Mm. Uh, and there's also other Mexican racism in this, so really? <sighs> oh, thank God I wasn't the one to only one to know oh, this, yeah. because when I'm around white friends, that's always awkward that I have to be like, okay, so did you all know this is a racist Mexican? No, yeah, me, no. I started watching this episode, uh, and I got to the Mr. Lunch showing up, and it was me like, oh, gonna put the brakes on this, see if Fabby wants to guest on this one, because <laughs> we need her to talk <laughs> If we're talking about Mr. Yeah. Lunt, we need her on that podcast. Th- this character hasn't shown up before, Mm-mm. right? This is the first appearance okay, of Mr. Lunt. Great. Great. Good time. <sighs> we'll talk about yeah. it. It's bad. We'll, we'll talk about it more, but it's bad. It's a racist, uh, stereotypical impression of a Mexican person. Yep. It, he's like, he just—he doesn't say essay, but he's this close mm-hmm. to. Yeah. You, the fucking, you know he wanted to. The fucking gold uh, tooth. Yeah, the oh. It's the uh, We why don't why don't we get started? <laughs> yeah, let's. All right, well, this is this is episode four, Rack Shack and Benny. This is uh, unlike the episodes we've covered so far. It's not like two shorts in one episode. This is one long piece interrupted by a yeah. silly song. Their most ambitious episode to date, some might say. <laughs> sure. Ambition 
put to good use, too. (laughs) (laughs) There are so many things about this episode. We, mm, there's so much to talk about. Gotta be a long one. I guess let's just, let's go through it sequentially. Yeah. So we start off on the kitchen counter. Yes. And Bob is annoyed because Larry isn't there. And it turns out that Larry's late because he's got a new fashion accessory. Yeah. Uh, he is wearing an oven mitt over on his head, and it covers up his eyes so he cannot see. No. And uh, Bob thinks this is a little ridiculous. Larry is trying to explain to him that everybody's doing it. It's the coolest new trend from Veggie Beat magazine. Ah, Veggie Beat. <laughs> I I haven't heard like a Tiger Beat joke right? in a while because it's not relevant anymore. So that was fun to hear. I kind of thought yeah. about trying to look up what trends were in Tiger Beat magazine in 1995 to get a sense of <laughs> the types of things they were uh, excoriating with this satirical takedown, but that sounded like a lot of work, so I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like they just, like, saw, like, cousins or, like, nieces that had it and were like, Right. Ugh, like, like th- these kids with their magazines and all the peer pressure. Magazine for girls. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, like, I'm looking at, I, I googled fashion trends of 1995, and I just mm-hmm. have an image, it's like, a lot of denim, a lot of denim. <laughs> wow, it's a lot of denim. Denim skirt, <laughs> denim, t- like, blouse, denim overalls, a lot of overalls. Yeah, but you said you were looking for bad fashion choices. Not, so. No, not bad. I just want to see what the fashion choices that they thought were um, like, oh, kids are just following the trends. We got to teach them that that's the wrong thing to do. I did pick up a, uh, a teen beat. Yeah. Which I'm not sure if there's a difference. I have no idea. Uh, that does say on the front of it, uh, meet the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Fashion icons, really. I do really like, there's one joke in this part that I thought was funny. And just the way they time it where, like, Larry turns the wrong way. is like, you know, Bob. And Bob has to, like, correct <laughs> him. And he just immediately says, you know, Bob, as he turns around. It's good, you know, good delivery. Credit where it's due. Over here, Larry. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Larry marches off to go start the episode and falls in a sink. Yeah, and now he is stuck there forever. He will never yep. escape. He's there forever. Also, that bottom left look is really good. Oh, that, the, that the hoodie? The one with the jacket? Yeah. 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 I don't think it's a hoodie. Yeah, it's, it's not. Ja- it's good. Yeah, it's like a like a wool jacket Sorry, with a wool this skirt. This is terrible audio, but you showed me fashion, and now I'm looking at it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Ashley, uh, uh, I meant to remark on this earlier. You did oh. link us uh, what I can only describe as a Funko Pope. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funko Pope. Funk- no, we can't say that. Then our podcast will take over by a demon. We can't do that. <laughs> All right, well, we said it twice so far. We can't say it a third time. Okay. <laughs> All right, but yes, I did link the aforementioned thing. Yes. Should uh, we discuss the letter of this episode? What do you mean? Did you ever have... the letter that we got, yes. Actually, Luke, I think, if I remember correctly, you might have been one of these friends. Do you all ever have the friend when you were a kid who wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons? Oh, yeah, that was me, for sure. Okay. I think that's who... 
this Dexter kid is. I, was, I totally forgot about this element of it, that there's, yeah, a kid. They, they did get a letter. that yeah. yeah. Sometimes I go to my friend's house, and they want to watch a TV show that I that my mom doesn't want me to, and it's a bad show that I shouldn't watch. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just I was did that. Thinking... Yeah, go ahead, sir. I was just gonna do. I just did that like on my own. <laughs> uh, like I was like, wait, no, I I think this is bad. My uh, no, my, my only exposure to The Simpsons was um, the Sega Genesis game Virtual Bart. <laughs> uh, no, it, like I said, I'm from Mexico. Everyone watches The Simpsons in Mexico, or at least they did growing up. To the point we had a quiz show in our national TV. About me- uh, about Simpsons trivia that w- went on for a couple of episodes. So, mm. uh, but no, the show that I wasn't allowed to watch was South Park, and honestly, yeah. my parents were right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the one I told myself I wasn't allowed to watch was Dragon Ball Z, <laughs> <laughs> and then I was I like, have... then I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. Go to the library and rent some of Dragon Ball Z. I'm going to rent this one with this cool girl with short hair on the cover because she seems cool. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was Videl. <laughs> I mean, you were wrong. Unsurprisingly, Ashley. Yeah. Good. And it was the uncut episodes of her and the tournament arc getting oh, just the no. shit beaten out of her. Jesus. God. <laughs> what? Why are you like. A tragic character. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, well, I guess I'll I'll just stop watching this. And then I eventually picked it up on Toonami or something. I have very vivid memories of being a kid and watching... This is the wrong podcast for this. Watching Dragon Ball C every day waiting for the new episode. And then, like, it would be like, oh, my God. Finally, what's going to happen after... After Namek, and then you watch it, and it's the first episode all over yep. again. Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch uh, The Simpsons, South Park, Beavis and Butthead, Rocco's Modern Life, what? All Real Monsters. Oh, my God. Uh, Luke. Uh, the Nickelodeon ones I sometimes watched anyway. Good. Um, Fuck the man. Uh she, my mom was real dicey on Rugrats for a while and relented on that one. <laughs> Babies are the devil. Well, there is a lot of shit in that show, like literal shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, there's a lot of babies there. That's right. What they, that's what they do. That's what they're made for, really. I remember when I was like 11 and I saw uh, Trigun on Adult Swim for the first time and I was like, <laughs> just had my mind blown. <laughs> I, I remember it turned into, I showed it to my mom after I'd been watching it for months and been like, I want you to, I, this show is really cool that I'm watching, I want you to see it. And I like, got a thrill out of like, so if I hadn't found this already and wasn't already watching it, would you let me watch this? And she's like, yeah, probably, I, can, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> she knew that one was lost. Yeah, exactly. She, she knew that her son had become an anime fan. Uh, <laughs> oh no, my son has become a weeb, my one true <laughs> With Trigun of all fucking things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd watched Dragon Ball and Sailor Moon before that, but Trigun was the first one I'd watched that had, like, cuss words sometimes, and, like... I guess Dragon Ball had blood, but Trigun had more blood. People got yeah. shot a lot. They had guns on that show. It's in the title. <laughs> yeah. 
Trigun is a very bad show that I have very good memories about. Yeah, that's... A lot of people I know describe Trigun like that. Like, the plot makes no fucking sense, and the animation is horrible, but, like, I love it. Is that the one with Bash? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bash the Stampede, okay. the humanoid typhoon himself. I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> the whole plot of the show is that he is such a powerful outlaw that, like, the insurance company has sent out agents to start notifying people they won't pay any claims for damages caused by him because he's so unstoppable that they've decided he counts as an act of God and not as, like, a oh, criminal. Oh, yeah, I've seen Leverage. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Larry... Uh, not, yeah, Larry's stuck at the bottom of the sink forever. Yeah. And Bob decides us that to talk about uh, the evils of peer pressure, he's going to tell us all about the evils of capitalism. Yeah! Yeah! Using a story <laughs> yeah. that was originally about the evils of, like, forced conversion, so there's a lot of choices right. being made before the story even starts. Yeah, yeah they are... They're, they're talking on a wavelength that they never intended to in this episode. It's so weird. Uh, uh, it, it should say something that one of the comments is Amazon Work uh, Warehouse 2018. <laughs> the Bezos, the Bezos. Yep, I love the Bezos. <laughs> God. Uh, but as Bob throws to the story of Rackshack and Benny... The narration is taken over by a new character named George, because this show cannot yeah. commit to a singular, <laughs> like, narrative framework. Well, it can't, it can't be Bob narrating, because he's acting in this. Right, but so for this one, there's, like, a whole new character who both, like, exists in the narrative, but kind of removed from it, and he also narrates the story. Yeah, he yeah. he's that trope. He's a omnipotent, like, older black man narrator. He's he's Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's, he's like yeah. Morgan Freeman from Hudsucker yeah. Proxy. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> you seen Hudsucker Proxy, Ashley? Uh, I think I have. I don't remember. That seems like a movie that might be an Ashley movie. Anyway, uh, he's... yeah. No, I don't think I have. Just okay. looking at it. Yeah. Uh, George is explaining that he is the gate guard. For Nezzer's chocolates. I'm the gateway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's here to tell you the story of Rack, Shack, and Benny. Of course, that's not the real names. Uh, their real names are Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But they call them Rack, Shack, and Benny for short. Because this is a dumb show for babies. Fair. Um, yes. Who decided uh, to make a chocolate factory in the middle of the desert? That seems like a bad call. Yeah, yeah you know. Cheap real estate, though. Yeah. Yeah. And also cheap to animate. <laughs> yeah. uh, you want us to make two backgrounds? Oh, jeez. Uh, so, real quick, from the actual book of Daniel and the research I did on it for the first episode, because they've already gone back to the same book of the Bible, uh, in the Bible version of this story, those are not their original names. Their names are, I'm, I hope I pronounce these right, probably won't, uh, Hananiah, uh, Mishael, and Azariah. And the idea is that, um, you know, this story is about, like, Babylon uh, sort of taking over 
uh, the Jewish people. And these are people that were abducted as children to become, like, uh, to work for King Nebuchadnezzar. And their names were changed to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because what the, what the name change is, is it's taking out the references to the Jewish god from their names and replacing it with references to Babylonian gods. So it's already like, oh, their names were changed and it's like a meaningful plot point. And then this version is just like, ah, those names are hard to pronounce. Let's change them again. You know? I don't know. <laughs> you, you know, you could probably read something into that about the relationship that Christianity as a yeah. whole has with Judaism as a whole. Um, oh, you think? <laughs> You know, I'm, just, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave that as an exercise for the listener. Maybe that's is a that topic we'll come a back to. Theme? Yeah, yeah. That it's not as if that's something that's coming up throughout this entire episode. It also, like, it Christianity's weird. Well, not weird. Christianity's connection with capitalism. How they have to have names that presumably they were given those names so that the people they're working with can pronounce them. But then Larry, who plays uh, Abednego, can't even pronounce well, his own name. Well, that's just because yeah, Larry's, Larry's stupid. Larry. <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed, but he's a cucumber. You know, I have noticed that. When you think about it, Larry's really the uh, Alex of VeggieTales. Okay, okay. Hate this, but continue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's the whole thought. All right. <laughs> okay, so who is, is Bob the Sam and then... Is Junior Asparagus the clover? I think Junior Asparagus might be the clover because they are both racist. <laughs> also, Bob has definitely killed a man. Yeah, oh, you know, Junior right. Asparagus yeah. always yeah. singing about boys. <laughs> gotta get that vegetable, gotta yeah. get that butt. Uh, I... I thought of a thing that alliterates there, but it wouldn't be appropriate for Junior Asparagus to say. <laughs> Anyhow. Well, <laughs> Anyhow, a musical number starts. Uh, what's the carrot girl's name? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I remember, but I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting it. Hold on. Ah! Great. All right, she's. Oh, it's uh, unnamed carrot girl, I think. I think. No, yeah. she don't. Uh, Laura. Totally Laura's her name. remember. Oh, Laura that. Carrot. Totally did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she arrives driving a delivery truck that's like a cool hover future truck. <laughs> Again, so they don't have to animate wheels. Yeah, they tried that a few episodes ago and it was hard. <laughs> yes. Uh, and she talks about how she'd love to stay and talk to George, but she doesn't have time because this uh, factory runs on an extraordinarily tight schedule. Uh, by the time she gets there, she's informed that she is two minutes late and that her pay will be docked as a result. I think she's like two minutes about to be late and they're still going to dock her pay. Like she's two minutes early to the deadline mm -hmm. and that's too late. Yeah. And she's told this. By Mr. Lunt, who we've uh, yeah. said before, but it's it's Phil Vischer doing his most stereotypical Mexican accent that he can it's muster. Phil, Phil Vischer doing like a bad cheech, and it's terrible. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it's not it's not great. Nope, it's bad. In fact, yeah. Uh, what what vegetable is he supposed to be? A gourd, uh, I think. 
Yeah, he's some kind of gourd. Let me double check and make sure. I I will say, when somebody first said Mr. Lunt, I thought they said Mr. Nut. And I was like, weird looking nut, but maybe he's like a Brazil nut or something? I don't know. He looks kind of like a big macadamia nut or something. How do you spell gourd? He's a a decorative Latin gourd. G-O-U-R-D. Great. So... Yeah, no, not even plausible deniability on that no, one, huh? That. Oh no, not even a little bit. Let me see what they're called in Spanish, because I don't know what that they're called in Spanish. Um, uh, great. Think, tell me, dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when you uh, look for that, uh, we get oh, our introduction. Oh, it's a oh. Wait. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Hmm. Ah. Hmm. I thought calabasas were pumpkins. They're not the same thing? Pumpkins I, are well, a type pumpkins of a gourd, gourd, isn't it? Okay, pumpkins are gourd. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. What's yeah, the yeah. difference between a gourd and a squash? I, oh. I <laughs> but, yeah, it's a calabasa. They taste great with some chicken and salsa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what doesn't taste great is this Racism? voice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, they are singing all about how they have to work very hard, and how they have awful working conditions, and they can't get off because of uh, all of their injuries, and they have to—they just have to keep working. And eventually, all of their children will work there. Yeah, they literally and, like one of the like all the background extras are peas here, and one of them has like a crushed head from a piece of machinery, and Mister Lunt is telling him that he just needs to walk it off and get back to work. Like it is straight up I, like gilded a like it's an Amazon warehouse. Yeah. Yes. I don't need to pretend like this doesn't happen today. <laughs> it like it is so blatant about this, and then this element of it is never brought up again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah not really. Because like well, yeah. yeah, the business is still bad throughout this. But more for blasphemy reasons yeah. and not for, like, being awful capitalism. It's so like, close, it's, but then they're like, oh, but then they, this terrible capitalist company is killing their workers, and then they decided to worship a bunny? So, uh, he, okay. Well, but they're here's, worshiping the symbol of their, like, production, well, because that's all that matters. All uh, I'm thinking of is that uh, community line, like... I can, I I could support destroying like the worker, oh, but sure. I draw the line at false idolatry. Idolatry, right? Yeah. Idolatry. That's um, the word. I'm also, for. so yeah, it it's specifically this factory makes chocolate bunnies. Uh huh. Is this like a uh-huh. keep Christ in Easter thing? I think it is. Because here's the thing. Okay, like you said before. This is a, you know, in, in, in the, the, in scripture, this is a story about, uh, you know, Jewish people being, like, taken away from their homes and, like, forced into a, like, you know, forced conversion and all that stuff. Um, and they've, the, like, modern day allegory they've decided to do that is a factory, which I think kind of works. I think in some ways it's more biting than they even wanted it to, like we said. Yeah, absolutely. But the... But this factory could be producing anything. Even for some of the gags and some of the ways they translate some of Daniel in this, it could be producing any kind of food. In like, But they chose specifically chocolate mm-hmm. bunnies, 
which have a very specific connotation, especially when it comes to Christianity. So they've taken this... And American Christianity, especially. Yeah, yeah. we should clarify on that. Um, so they've taken this Jewish Bible story, and they have turned it into a story about the commercialization of Easter. The war on Easter. Which seems like a pretty uh, nebuchadnezzar kind of thing to do. So uh, here's where I get into, I guess, a more broad theological issue with a lot uh-huh. of mainstream Christianity, which sure. is you're sort of caught between a rock and a hard place because you can't excise the Jewish stories and Jewish influence well, Jewish Definitely roots, not. I should say, of Christianity, or it becomes incoherent, and also that would be a worrying political project in and of itself. For sure. But at the same time, a lot of these stories don't make sense in a modern Western Christian context, because right. you look at this, you look at something like the Maccabees, you look at something like the Book of Esther, and these are very much stories about and for a people who have been repeatedly oppressed, who have been pressured to give up their religion, give up their culture. Mm. Right. And that's not something that a Western white Christian can really relate to in most senses. Right. Um, so in that respect, I do feel like, especially if you're going to adapt this story for children, you do have to make certain choices. Yeah. But the particular choices they made make it right. really weird and just sort of draw attention to that weirdness. Definitely. And I'll say that, like, it, a big part of kind of what you're saying, a lot of stories like this get retrofitted so that they are more explicitly Christian, where it's like there's a lot of christian interpretations of this type of story that would say like oh the fourth person in the furnace with them wasn't just like god it was jesus you know that kind of thing Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. that like oh no 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 see jewish people just didn't understand these were always christian stories in a way that uh, it seems kind of gross yeah no that sucks yes and i'm making no Mm -hmm. excuses for that (laughs) right um and also like going to max's point of like these stories being about people who are persecuted and persecuted for the religion, I think that seeps into a lot of especially, like, far-right conservatism. Uh-huh. That Absolutely. is based on, like, based around religion, where they feel themselves uh, as being, like, a persecuted group, despite being such a large first, not in just, like, Western culture, but in, like, world culture. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's the thing. We uh, have not gotten to the introduction of Mr. Nezer yet, but this is a story about three Christians who are being persecuted by two racial stereotypes. Yes. Mm -hmm. It is a complete, like, inversion of how the real world works in a very, like... Troubling? uh, Definitely troubling. This is maybe going a little too far, maybe putting too much in VeggieTales. It's... A lot of fascist propaganda is about how actually, like, mm-hmm. you know, the enemy is both strong and weak, you know? Yes, absolutely. And like, yes. oh, you know, look at what they're doing to us. We need to hurt them back harder, even though what they're doing to us is a lie or a gross exaggeration at best. It reminds me of that uh, young adult novel about all how 
And it's a young adult dystopia where all the white people are persecuted and all the black people are like oh that fucking pearls shit yeah. or whatever. It, it feels yeah. in the yeah. same neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Like this is I, I very much remember both Daniel in the Lion's Den and uh, Fiery Furnace were kind of staples of Sunday school yeah. growing up. Yeah, same. So it does not at all surprise me that they show up. They both show up so early in Veggie Tales. Um. I think in and of themselves, they're good stories with good messages, but I question why American Christians feel so invested in these particular narratives. Like, yeah, it's good to stand up for your beliefs, even in an oppressive framework that, like, wants to eradicate them. Were I ever in the position of these characters, I would hope I would have that kind of integrity. I'm a cis, straight, white, Christian man living in America, I'm never going to be in that position. And it's weird that I am being, I have been so, like, I've I've had that message drilled into me so hard, you know? Mm -hmm. It's why, like, even a normal thing such as, say, people saying Happy Holidays instead of Merry Christmas is seen as such a huge attack that people write books about and make movies about. They want to jump at the opportunity to play the victim. Right, and it's the whole thing of, like, oh, if you're used to being part of, like, an overclass or whatever, then being treated fairly feels like being oppressed. Yes. Yes. You know, that is not just with Christianity, that is with a lot of, like... Yeah. Majority larger groups. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's... Mm, th- this is not a uniquely bad uh, example of this problem, but it is a very, like, stark one. Yes. Where you can very clearly see what's being done here. It, yeah, it, it makes it really gross in a lot of ways that it's hard to tell how much of it was intentional. Again, like, though, I, like, they could have been making anything in this factory. They, they could have mm-hmm, been making like, lollipops, and the whole story would be exactly the same. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah. Like, I definitely know that they don't think that the anti-capitalism stuff yeah. is intentional. I think that is just trying to paint uh, Mr. Nezer and Mr. Lunt as more yeah. as well, villains. Right, I don't think the problem is that it's no. a capitalist factory. It's the problem that Mr. Nezer is a bad yeah. capitalist. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he should be replaced with a good yeah, Christian who, capitalist. who will make everyone worship on <laughs> Sunday. Right, exactly. Like, yes. Like, the problem isn't that everyone it's has to worship the bunny. Tr- you know, the one true God that everyone should be worshiping. Exactly. If he'd erected a statue of Jesus, then there would be no problems. Yeah, like, listen, if, like, that is, like, kind of where that super weirdness comes in, like, from the first song to the rest of the episode, is that, yeah, like, as exactly you said, his sin is not mistreatment of workers and overworking workers. Right. His mistreatment only comes in this very, like, out of left field thing that does not make super sense in the Mm -hmm. context that they have given it. Right, and to be clear, in the, in the... Bible story, what's happening, he makes everybody worship a statue of him, which makes a little more sense. Yeah. Yes. Why couldn't they? Mm, I don't know. I guess they wanted to do the. Yeah, there's so. They could have just been making whatever and then make a statue of him. He's 
a vegetable. That wouldn't be hard. Yeah, it, it could have been like like you could have made it all about like we've hit record profits, and instead mm-hmm. of recognizing the hard work of my workers, I'm taking the credit for it, and everyone has to worship yeah, this image well, of me because I'm so did. great. He's the boss. Why, why do we want to take credit? I, right, away exactly. From him? Yeah. But then you'd be making the anti-capitalist yeah. messages messages Dude. even more explicit. I almost wonder if that came up in a writer's room at some point. They're like, no, no we can't do this. People. They just have to be Christian. Right. I think another <laughs> part of the issue with this episode, which I think we'll get into shortly, is yeah. it's kind of trying to have, like, two or three different morals at once. Yeah, the peer pressure no, stuff the, doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. There's not really peer there's pressure like a, in the story. There's a peer pressure <laughs> angle. There's a balanced diet angle. There's yeah. a listen to your parents angle. Yeah. We, we should... It, the, like, that does have a basis in the Book of Daniel. We'll, we'll get to it in a second. We should hold off yeah. for a moment. Uh, I have a question, but not a religious question. A question about how the world works. Okay. <laughs> um, where does chocolate come from? Oh no! Listen, we're yeah. gonna, I, we're gonna we get into that. Oh, okay. There's gonna be a lot of questions once we get I to just, the, yeah, the like, just, third song in this episode. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a song like there's a song lyric about eating pickles, and one of the main characters like, it's being sung pickles, to a cucumber, beans, tofu, like it's fucked. Yeah, uh-huh. you can't have yeah. sentient vegetables. Tell me I need to <laughs> eat right. It's troubling. <laughs> <laughs> but we already saw in the, in the promo last time they want to be eaten. That's, That's what they feel their purpose in life it. is. I hate it's like those neon signs you see at like a butcher shop or a barbecue place where it's like, oh look at the pigs jumping into the meat grinder. Right. Well, but the whole fiction of Veggie Tales is that they are rebelling against their true purpose because they are trying to <laughs> find salvation through God. Right. Which will never that come has been to denied them. to them by Phil Vischer's mom. <laughs> Uh, the real gatekeeper of Richard's mom. Uh huh. Yeah, his mom won't let yeah. them be saved, but they're trying the anyway. Gates are so, so the the whole thing is, the factory ships its two millionth bunny, and Mister yeah. Nezer's like, as a special gift, I'm gonna let all of you eat as many bunnies as you like for the next thirty minutes. Um, right. Wh- hey, this is also troubling, but in a more like philosophical way. Because we do get treated to, like, vegetables eating images of herbivores. It feels very topsy-turvy. Yeah, the the world's gone mad, you're saying. Like, you 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 would see this in a horror movie aimed at rabbits. (laughs) (laughs) You're saying this would be like if there was a horror movie where, like, cows were eating people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, or, or like, like an animal, like some crazy animal farm thing where cows are like farming and tending to a herd of people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Getting milk from people. The cows with clothes uh. on are just strolling around a field with like naked humans that are eating fistfuls of grass out of the ground. <laughs> Picking out which one's ready to slaughter. Thanks, I hate it. I feel like that was a far side. <laughs> You do get a shot of just chocolate bunny parts yeah. flying. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they also preview the furnace at some point by showing, like, a defective bunny getting thrown into it. That seems yeah. like... A, a bunny mm-hmm. that the only... Th- the only thing wrong with it is that the bow got put on the nose and not the... Like, not the... 
like where a bows should go. Well, the, like, the ears also stick out sideways instead of sitting on top of like okay. Up. I, mean, yeah. I just noticed um, the bow. Hey, more. this seems yeah. like a bad and ineffective way. I'm not to be the one to to jump for effectiveness and capitalism, but this seems like a bad yeah. way to get rid of your defective chocolate. Yeah, it seems like you just yeah. melt it down and put it back. Like I don't know about candy production, but it seems like yeah. that's still perfectly good chocolate. Even if you chocolate. can't save all of yeah, it, I'm yeah. sure you can save most of it. You just yeah. burn it. I mean, like, Kit Kats are in part made out of other yeah. broken Kit Kats. Right. They, they're fused together to make a stronger Big mold. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's practice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, um... Yeah, we also do get introduced to Mr. Nezer when he gives this announcement, and we talked about it back on episode one. Phil Vischer has said that uh, his Mr. Nezer voice is inspired by the Oogie Boogie Man from Nightmare Before Christmas, yes. which I don't think comes through much other than for the song. I can yeah. kind of hear it. Yeah, kind of. I, I can bit. hear it now that you put the idea in my head. And I'm remembering right. what Oogie Boogie sounded like, and I go, yeah, sure, I I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, like we talked about in episode one, in the Netflix show, Mr. Nezer is not a part of it, because uh, DreamWorks has a policy that uh, actors, voice actors cannot portray characters of a different ethnicity than themselves, which seems like a mm-hmm. very reasonable policy, but because... The Oogie Boogie Man is voiced by a black voice actor. They thought it was unacceptable for Phil Vischer to continue doing that voice. Uh, as he points out, weird they let him keep doing Mr. Lunt. <laughs> yeah, weird. Weirder still that he mm. chose to keep doing Mr. Lunt instead of taking that as an opportunity to back mm. off of it. Hey, do y'all remember when David Spade and John Goodman played two Peruvians in a Disney movie? I don't. Uh, what movie? The Emperor's New Groove. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That did happen. That did happen. happen. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. It was certainly going to be David... (sighs) I mean, I think the weirdest casting in that was still probably, um... Oh, fucking the Lemony Snicket guy. Who's the guy? Oh, Patrick Warburton? Yeah. Yeah. He was a weird pull for that movie. Yeah. I mean, that's... They were treating it like... They were treating Peru like a fantasy uh, world. Oh, absolutely. Like... Yeah. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, every, uh, Asparagus Jr. says, hey, maybe we shouldn't gorge ourselves on chocolate. Maybe we should just eat one chocolate bunny and stop. And Bob's <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, like, that's the thing is, like, the peer pressure that they're doing uh-huh. isn't like, oh, everyone wants me to do this horrible thing. Right. But I don't want to. It's just like, Hey, let's be a little, like, not do as much as everyone else. It's not even let's not eat any. It's let's just I've cut it off at one. with friends who are like Bob. We're like, what? You're only eating 12 tacos? Come on. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I think the unspoken part of Bob's uh, objection here is, buddy, you know how hard <laughs> these shifts are. We need the calories. We need to make it <laughs> tomorrow. Yes, like, they... <laughs> they, they say that they start work at eight and don't get a like a lunch break until three. Yeah, 
They need those that energy, that, that sugar. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be bad. Uh, this I'm pretty yeah. This part is based on a, either chapter I think chapter one of Daniel, where when they're first taken and like they're being instructed, Daniel along with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego all uh, like they're told part of their payment will be like oh you get to eat the same food the king does you get a share of it. And they basically say, yeah, we refuse to eat that. Just feed us, like, herbs and vegetables, and we'll be, like, our lord will, like, provide us nourishment. And their teacher is just like, no, I'm going to, like, get murdered if I let a bunch of students die, so I'm really going to need you to eat. And they refuse. They say, like, oh, if we if you, if you look unhealthy, we'll eat, but otherwise, no. And it's just like, oh, it's a miracle. They only ate vegetables and lived. Hey, I wonder if the subtext of that is, like, that, that food you got probably has not been checked by a rabbi, that, huh? That's the only reason. Oh, that's yeah, that probably thinking. is. That's the only yeah, thing that would that, make that sense. Would it's like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I, I, at least in the version I read, that was not explicit, but it would not surprise me if that was, like, a subtextual element of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah... The, and also, you probably read like a more Christianized version of it. Than... That, right? Yeah. Uh, definitely. But Junior is saying like, I don't think our parents would like it very much uh, if we just ate candy like this. And Bob says, "Come on, man! Our parents aren't here now, and everyone else is doing it." I, I was going to say, "This is right. They're like, dead. <laughs> our parents dead." No, like, I think they're just not. Is this a World War II situation where the kids were shipped off somewhere because of war? I think Mr. Nezer has just used his capitalist influence. Because, again, in the Bible, it's literally that these people were kidnapped Mm -hmm. from their homes. And I I think it's just kind of being left unsaid that that's what happened to them here, too. I wonder if Bob <laughs> normally doesn't have parents, right, or if this yeah, is uh-huh. just for this story. Um, good question. In 20 years, Jeff Bezos is going to be kidnapping children for his Amazon warehouses. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised he's not doing it now. God. Yeah. Um, well, first uh, of all, um, fuck yeah. guys. Second of all, donate to racists. Third of all, yeah. where do you think all the immigrant children yes. that are disappearing are going? <sighs> Probably a lot of white yeah. Christian families, oh, like adoption agencies, yeah. do. It's yeah. co- it's very cool. Good times. And right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just we live in a great world I'm and a great country. A passport. Ha! Good times. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, hey, real quick, I think I'm getting into one of the listener questions. But how old are Bob and Larry? <laughs> because Good have you guys question. watched much Homestar Runner? Oh, I've yes, absolutely. They're exactly as old as Homestar and Strong Bad. <laughs> okay, you know what? You've yep, that does it. <laughs> you did it, thanks. <laughs> Just because, like, yeah, usually they're treated mm-hmm. as adults compared to Junior, who's a very tiny child. And this one, they seem to all I be about ju- the same okay. age. If we go back to your original theory in, like, episode one, that they're just actors playing stories, yeah. I think this is just one of the cases That's where true. it's, oh, yeah, no, grown-ass adults are playing children because they're the stars of the show. That's true. That's fair. I, I, I think it also could just be a case of, like, 
actors on kid shows where right, they will right. act more kiddish. What you're saying is we need someone to make up an image of Bob the Tomato with a skateboard yes. saying, how do you do, fellow teens? Ryan, I don't know if you're listening, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> uh, or, you know, to go with the episode three theory, you know, this is an incoherent illogical universe, and this is just the new rea- reality construct they live within, and that's fine. Right, yeah. It makes sense because the theory is basically that nothing and makes things sense. keep not making sense <laughs> in the show, so... Yeah. But uh, Mr. Nezer gets to the end of the period when everyone's allowed to eat as much as they want, and he decides he's going to go out and uh, enjoy some adulation from his loving employees. And uh, he finds that everybody has gotten sick and has keeled over from eating just so much chocolate. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a there's a very good bit about uh, Mr. Lunt not uh, knowing it's if really Bob good. is standing Bob is or like, sitting. This is standing, and he like <laughs> does a little stretch, and this is sitting, and he does squash. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're the only ones still standing because they didn't uh, gorge themselves. Oh yeah, I guess we skipped where Junior has like a flashback to a lullaby his mother told him, sang him when he was a little baby. Yes, and and he gets uh, you yeah, get a little image like a of a baby's parents. Yes. Okay, so you posted that on Twitter, and I said like, "What the fuck? I don't remember this." My note here says "baby asparagus." Uh-huh. I I must, my brain blocked it. <laughs> Your brain rejects this image of an asparagus yeah. and a baby bonnet. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, the too much. We give up. Okay, I'm gonna just ask a question that you're all gonna oh, hate. Oh no, go ahead. Um, wait, let me take a big drink of water while you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> Why does he have a pacifier? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, I, it, hmm. For the first second there, I was like, Why is, that's what babies have. And then I thought through why pacifiers are a thing. <laughs> well, they're, they're a thing to stop you from crying? Mm-hmm. Well, sure, but, like, what are they designed to resemble? Oh. Or, like, to feel like in a baby's mouth? They're for to prevent your teeth when they're coming in to hurt you, right? Well, yes. that's. I think that's part of what they're for. Oh, tits! <laughs> <laughs> because the whole idea is it is basically what? a nipple, right? What? Yeah, but, because, um... What? Because babies, you know... Nurse with their mothers, and that's kind of you know the same form factor, and it gives them comfort. Honestly, (laughs) I was thinking about vegetables with teeth and hating it, and now I'm thinking about vegetables with boobs, and I hate it less, weirdly enough. Okay, but are you thinking about vegetables with boobs or vegetables with nipples? Hmm, I mean, (laughs) I would not be surprised if we come across a Vegetable with boobs, I will be surprised if we come across a vegetable with nipples. More more to the point of, you know, this whole thing, because this also implies the existence of vegetable milk. Uh, Yes. I mean, I guess, is it almond? Yes. yes, It's real, kinda, I guess. I'm googling asparagus milk. Gee, mm. that's just like a bad sentence. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that I started yeah, this. Yeah, thank you, Ashley. You're, the closest thing Google for has being for a me boob watch. is uh, broccoli and asparagus soup with coconut milk. So I guess that's what mom asparagus lactates. Thanks, everybody. Wait, <laughs> maybe only coconuts lactate and they, that they have to bring them in like uh, wet nurses? Well, maybe not coconuts, <sighs> almonds... Yeah, you yeah, just have to beans. buy like mm-hmm. a, or like, formula package. But okay, why? Yeah. But no, no. I'm sorry, <laughs> we can't get out of it that way. Because then, <laughs> why would a baby asparagus have the nursing instinct to want to suck on a nipple-shaped um, object? Peer pressure. Yeah, that's true. But it's a baby. The pet. Who bought it? Listen, the parents. <laughs> why would that? Why would? <laughs> Like, you, at that point, you're too young to understand peer pressure and to feel pressured into doing that. You just have your most basic id-driven desires. To suck on that titty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, Listen, I was born to do one thing, and that one thing is sucking on titties. This is... All right, well... Uh, but, no, the his mom... Sing some a lullaby, which is not about <laughs> nursing. That'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, and it cuts back to the present, you know, where he's singing the lullaby himself, and he, he brings Bob and Larry, I guess Shaq and Benny, to uh, tears, and that's why they're not eating. But Mr. Nezer is so impressed that they're the only ones who aren't currently dying of overeating uh, that he promotes them to junior executive. And uh, as Mr. Lutt informs them, all that means is that now they have to wear ties while they work. <laughs> I, I, again, the more woke version of this would be like, do we get raises? Yeah, no. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> do we get benefits? No. Oh, pff, absolutely. You get the benefit of a tie. Sharp dresser. Uh, and he <laughs> sharp dressed veg. And he tells them that he wants to see them first thing in the morning in his office to discuss some new business plans he's got. Do they live in the factory? I think there must be some kind of barracks connected to the factory. Yeah. Yeah. Because they mentioned they haven't like haven't a- seen their parents in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's probably a company store. Yeah. And- yeah. They're, they're only paid in script. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing is like, oh, hey, look at that. They did what was right and didn't give in to peer pressure, and they got rewarded for it by <sighs> a broken, evil capitalist system that we've explicitly it's called out as such. weird. That's yeah. maybe some mixed messages. <laughs> Listen, don't worry about it. You know, I, I think in fairness, the, like, the next act of this story kind of twists that back around, so, you know... Uh, but they... Uh, again, only because he dis- yeah. decides to be he the wrong kind of captain. He chose the wrong well, sure. statue, yes. is all. Yeah, yeah. There were yeah. up to three different if, statues that he could have put like, there, and he chose the wrong one. Yeah, if, if this was a situation of, you know, I just, uh, I thank God every day for the success mm-hmm. my business has had, and uh, I'm I'm erecting this statue of God, and I, I just think it would be really wonderful if uh, 
if people, you know, donated their lunch breaks mm-hmm. to come out to the courtyard where the statue is and and have a moment of of prayer and, you know, spiritual sing a hymn. Maybe sing a hymnal. And I just think that would that'd be really great. It would change from he's the bad guy to uh on like there'd be an episode of Phil Vischer's podcast talking about how like the liberal media is demonizing him for being a Christian, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are we still listening to that? Listen to what? Phil Fisher's podcast. No, I listened to the one episode and I had oh, enough. Okay. I was wondering if you were bringing in yourself more pain. That seemed like a thing. No, I, I, I got what I needed out of the one episode just to kind of get a sense of him as a man. Uh, but so they go into his office and he unveils his plans for the bunny statue. It's a 90 foot tall statue. Uh, and he just wants everyone to bow down and sing the bunny song to it every day. And Flip, what is the bunny song? Well, he's so glad you asked. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He starts to sing it. It starts off kind of mellow. There's just like a guitar and he's just like... The bunny, the bunny, mm-hmm. yeah. The bunny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it, it slowly mm-hmm. picks Don't up. Love and my mom or my dad, just a bunny. Well, so here's the thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, bunny. the bunny song is all about how he values this chocolate rabbit over all else. The original version of this particular cartoon had lyrics like what you just said. I don't love my mom or my dad, just the bunny. And then later on, he says, I won't go to church, and I won't go to school. That stuff is for sissies. Bunnies are cool. Here's the problem. This song is very catchy. Mm-hmm. It's kind That's of a good song. It's kind of one of the best songs they've written so far. And yeah. the lyrics are about uh, forswearing church. <laughs> so my understanding is that children... We're singing this song a lot because it's so catchy. As they should be. Kind of in direct contradiction to the message of the episode. <laughs> now, uh, there is an yeah. issue. Yeah. Because, from what I understand, the response to this was to edit the lyrics to the song. Correct. Well, no, they, they're, the original response, I, there's a YouTube video about this. There are three versions of the song. The original response was to make uh, the, the the, like extra version of the song that you get in like other VHSs or on the radio to talk about how you um, Mr. Nasser doesn't like the bunny and he likes going to church and he likes going to school and then during the chorus I guess they couldn't bring the chorus girls back because they still say the yeah. same and he just goes no no wait no we don't do that anymore yeah. Um, Actually, yeah. it would be wonderful if you could drop in that part into here so we could get yeah. that. Just because it's, yeah, it's them doing the like, you know, yeah, backing bit. Like, I don't want no pickles. I don't want no it's honey. So I just want a plate and a fork and a bunny, mm-hmm. which is I've had it stuck in my fucking head for an entire week now. Don't want no pickles. I don't want no honey. It's just whatever. It's good. Yeah. It's, uh, but it's just him over time going, no, no, no. Not anymore. I need to eat good food to help me to grow. So, yeah, I'll go to church, and I'll go to school, that stuff is important, and I ain't no fool. I don't want no pickles, I don't want no honey, I just want a plate and a pumpkin, no, a no, 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 no,
in here, girls. So, for some reason, that didn't work. (laughs) Yeah, for some reason. So, yeah, then, Maxie, like you were saying, they came in and they re-recorded parts of the lyrics to make it all about not eating vegetables. But here's the problem. It's still catchy. Yeah. It's still catchy, but it's not... It's still catchy and it's still a villain song. They did not solve the underlying problem. It's still a catchy villain song, but it's no longer getting kids to sing I Won't Go to Church because it's for sissies. No, they're just going to eat themselves sick and get, like... Juvenile diabetes. That's fine as long as they get right with God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. this I really like that the metal song is called the Redeem Bunny song. It's some Metal Gear shit. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's uh, it's like I said, it's up there as one of their best musical That's numbers so good. far. Yes. Like I, it's I, up there I, with the one at the shallots, I, I think. Yes, I am a broken person because whenever I hear the term sissy, yeah. I cannot think of yeah. anything else. That's the one part <laughs> of like, uh, I, I, I would unironically love this song, all of it, if it just didn't have that work. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, he finishes, and they're all horrified. What I love about the edited version is that in the original footage, he says, I won't go to church, and it cuts to a reaction shot of them being aghast. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, what a thing to say. But it changes it so that that line is, I won't eat no beans. And they're aghast that he won't eat beans. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and again, like we talked about before, he's talking about a lot of different vegetables he's not eating. Yes. And about, like, the implication being he should be eating them. Yes. Real weird. But uh, yeah. yeah, and like it doesn't help that like it's not a thing where they will just have it be okay. They are just like standards for mm-hmm. humans. We're just animating them as vegetables. Sure. They mm-hmm. do non-stop about how they are vegetables. Yeah, uh huh. And again, the the hosting segments are all on a kitchen counter. <laughs> so what then? <laughs> Listen, this is just a th- a society where. Cannibalism has become Cambal- uh, normalized. It kind of seems like if that's the case, then eating the chocolate bunnies would be the moral thing to do. Listen, cocoa Except beans. Yeah, cocoa beans, though. Yeah, cocoa beans. Um, like I, I think I think I said this either maybe it was in the Gone episode, uh-huh. but I still think that mm. they are a different evolutionary chain. Sure. Uh, that, and then on somewhere else there are the non-sentient vegetables and fruits that they can still. I eat. hear what you're saying, and I do think that's what they're getting at because that's the only way this makes any sense. But like, imagine if in our world all of our food looked like tiny, like unsentient humans. Like I know that we that eat meat, also- but there's a difference between eating a steak from a cow and like plucking a person out of the ground and chomping them, you know? And listen, that that porn is out there. But it's not here in the real Um, world. But also, it is made weirder by, again, like, maybe not someone not canon, the promo thing where they describe themselves that they should be in a salad. Right. I I think we have to take it as canon, frankly. 
Okay. So they know that they yeah, it's it's all very strange. But basically, yeah. Or is that like some dark humor type shit? I don't know. Archibald isn't is not one for yucks is the thing. Yeah. And he's saying veg- vegetables belong in a salad, not on TV. That's true. That's true. Again, this is all just a subversive like cult that they've formed where they think they can mm. appeal to the Christian god of a different dimension and obtain salvation. <laughs> is everyone yeah. else having a fun time? Yeah, no, this is great. <laughs> uh, Bob asks what'll happen if uh, maybe they don't agree with that song. Okay, this and, part is actually yeah. good as hell. Alright, yeah, take it away. Mr. Nezer's like, uh, where did the bad bunnies go? The defective bunnies. Uh, and one of them's like, the furnace? And he's like, yeah. And anybody who doesn't sing the song is a bad bunny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, a, a wild uh, that, This is some yeah. fucking Bond sing villain the shit. Song or you get the furnace. It is, it is. Yep. Uh... And then it kind of like the it pans out, and George is, I guess, just floating outside this window to narrate to us. Yeah, uh, and he's just like, "Oh boy, they're in a real pickle. What would you do in their situation?" We'll be right back. A real cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it, uh, it, now we we we've gone to the silly uh, we song. We haven't. I got some scenes mixed up. First, we do see them at the arena, ready to worship the bunny. Oh yes, yes. Uh, it's like the following day, the statue rises up, uh, he's built like a whole, like, coliseum for worshipping it. Yeah, and they say, like, he built it a day because that's, like, he just got his workers to do it, which, again, a lot of capitalism thoughts going on there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, everybody bows. Yeah. Now, I am gonna point out, nobody sings the song. Yeah, no, it's, it's like, everybody's singing but you, and it's like, no, they, they aren't. They are not. Like, the music is playing softly under it while they all bow their heads, but nobody is singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, he he sees that they're not bowing, and him and Mr. Lunt go out there. Mr. Lunt asks, like, oh, maybe they're just stuck. Maybe we need to go help them. Uh, and he's like, hey, I said it's time to bow and sing, and they... The fucking, like, th- platform he goes yeah. out on is so weird. Yeah, it's like a whole, like, podium on, like, a hydraulic mm-hmm. arm that just, like, extends outward from where he was. Yeah, like, over the heads of everyone yeah. uh-huh. else. And, uh, yeah, he tells them, you know, hey, you need to sing now. And Junior starts to sing the lullaby uh, from earlier that his mom sang to him. And Bob and Larry join in. And, uh... Mr. Nezer thinks that it's a beautiful song, and he'll be singing it himself as he roasts them alive in the furnace. (laughs) Now, here's, I think, kind of getting back to something we pointed out a few minutes ago. A real problem with this episode, the song that's like the good, pure song that Hmm. represents the kind of values you want. It sucks. It it sucks so bad. It's bad. Like, I get the idea that it's supposed to be this heartfelt lullaby and it's very stripped God, down. Funny song but so it's good. so much more boring than the bad guy song. And like, I don't think yeah. this is intentional per se, but it does feel very much to me in line with the idea that like enjoying any kind of pop culture is sinful. 
for some Christians. And no, we just need to listen. I understand that you know the radio has good songs, but we you need to just enjoy <laughs> these hymnals and this Christian rock. Like that's that's the compromise we'll cut with you. You can listen to the Newsboys. You know, maybe if we screen them first. <laughs> You could listen to Jars of Clay, they're okay. You could listen, mm, not some of their songs, though. They get a little too out there with their uh, chord progressions. (laughs) (laughs) In a way, like, it's just this, uh, and like, again, in real life, it's the opposite. It's the oppressive hegemony that would have, like, the stodgy, boring song, and the Mm -hmm. cool rebels that would have, like, the cool punk rock song or whatever, you know? It's also, like, why every, especially, like, concept album (laughs) about, like, rebelling through music sucks. (laughs) Listen, I kind of like the Proto-Men still. Like, you're not wrong, but I kind of like it still. (laughs) No, like, I think the Proto-Men, because they are also not explicitly doing it through music. Yeah, although they have said that that is the intended subtext of it. Yes, but, but like... Dr. Wily uh, in their Mega Man world is supposed to represent oppressive pop music. <laughs> and their rock and roll the is overcoming is they, it. That they have not... Which one? That's also <laughs> yep. sucks. Two, they have not made their, like, a, a, a pop song that, like, fucking bangs that is from Mr. Wily's point of view. Right. They do have a song that bangs from Mr. Wily's point of view, but it's not a pop song. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it isn't like, here's this great pop song by the bad guy, and then here's all this shitty rock and roll by Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Like, the one I'm thinking of most explicitly is uh, the Styx Uh album, that, like, their last Uh album. Uh, The Mr. Roboto one, which is also incredibly racist. Incredibly racist. And the one good song is... Mr. Obama mm. from the yes. villain side. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's what right. the robots are called. That that ah, oppress gotcha. people. I yeah. And they also have really bad Asian accents in Bucky. Yeah, of course they do. Of course they do. Yep. Uh, yeah. But getting back, getting back to the Veggie Tales, it is time for silly songs. Speaking of racism. Speaking of racism. <laughs> We, we kind of talked about some of the okay. problems with this already, but Larry is here to perform okay. the Dance of the Cucumber, which uh, VeggieTales informs me is a, a traditional Argentinian song and dance, and mm-hmm. Bob is here to provide translation for it. Okay, first the positives. The translation yeah. is completely accurate. Yeah, like the little bit of Spanish I know, it seemed like it was adding up, but yeah. I, 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 I listened to it the whole through, and yeah. Uh, some of his pr- pronunciation is suspect, Larry's pronunciation, but that's fine. Sure. Um, the, the the one good, mm, I kind of like the song. I like the song. The yeah. song is the only thing I don't have a problem with in this bit. Sure. I, I um, will say, yes. the whole idea of this show is that it's trying to like model good and bad Christian behavior or whatever, or at least that's part of the right. deal. Sure. I feel like spending three minutes straight talking shit about your best friend slash coworker. <laughs> it's maybe not the best, <laughs> like, uh, Christian example. You're not wrong. I will say, as a kid, my memory is very much the silly songs were like, like, sure, all of it's 
entertaining, but like, oh, the silly songs are a break from the moral lessons, and we just get to goof off, you know? I, but I, I can you accept right, the point they are their own mean-spirited sketch. Yeah, no, it's just Larry <laughs> being like, well, the, cu- the cucumber's so elegant and sings so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. Not like that fucking piece of shit, the tomato. Can't dance right. at all. Yeah. Yeah. Mira el pepino. It's a good song. I kind of like it. Mira como baila. Um, <laughs> so, I want to start with the hat. Okay, yeah. Because this is yes. not a VeggieTales thing. This is a... Uh, I hate how the culture has gone this way. In America, those hats are called sombreros. Mm-hmm. Sombrero just means hat. Sure. Um, in Mexico, those are called sombreros de charro. Charro is a type of like uh, horse rider uh, that okay. uh, it's kind of a mix between a cowboy and like you would call them cowboys in the United States, but okay. they're people who do like tricks in their horses. Oh, so like they rodeo guys? Them. Yeah, they're like a rodeo guys. They're, they're yeah, yeah. Uh, those are 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 charro or were originally charros. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's basically like, it's like if another culture grabbed cowboy hats and just call them hats in another language. Right. If another language is like, oh yeah, those hats over there. So that's yeah. Well, these are like it's technically not wrong. Yeah, but, but like it's, you're you like the connotation's wrong. Yeah, I mean that's a sort of weird thing with loan words in general. Like you also see mm-hmm. that with like how masala chai in English is just chai tea, mm-hmm. even though like. Literally, chai is just tea, a tea? word for right. tea. Um, yeah. Yes. You know, there are other I- instances I can't think of off the top of my head, I'm sure. That's mostly right. the one I'm thinking of just in this conversation. Yeah. Because I'm awful, the example that hit me was that, like, anime in Jap- Japanese <laughs> just means cartoons. In English, it means Japanese cartoons. Yeah. I, it, that's just a hang-up I've always had, especially because sure. I hate the... English pronunciation of sombrero, it kills me. Uh-huh. One time I was very tired and I called tortillas tortillas and I've never, never <laughs> lived it down to myself. Uh, that was a bad day. Um, so, and like I said, that's like mostly Mexico and some parts of like Central America have like charro mm-hmm. culture. Um but it's mostly Mexico. They wouldn't be in Argentina at all. They have traditional hats. They're smaller, way smaller than that. Uh, they don't look anything like that. And also the sarape that uh, uh, Larry is wearing, not traditional mm-hmm. to Argentina. Weather conditions are different. Um, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It's a it's a cartoon. It's your he's dressing your stereotypical Mexican cartoon character. Um, so uh-huh. it one that's annoying. Two, it's more annoying when later on we'll see the Spragas come by and be like, "Oh, typical Argentinian yeah. garb." They didn't need to say Argentina. Yeah. If they wanted to keep their racism to one country, they could have... All this right. could have been Mexico. I have no idea why they decided Argentina. Yeah. It's so weird they took the swing to be specific and then got they, it wrong. It, there's a good chance they don't know where Argentina is. Um, 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Argentina's very... Like, I have, like, weird stereotypes of Argentina in my head from Mexico. Because... Sure. That's, you know, that's what happens there. Like, y'all have stereotypes about Canada. Um, but... It's like they're. It's not like they're. Me- they're just Mexican. It's completely different cultures. Uh, they could right. just. It would still have been bad. But why didn't you say like, oh yeah, traditional Mexican song? Do they not think? Part of me wonders. Mexicans have songs. Yeah. If they were like, gonna do that, mm-hmm. but they were like, no, wait, people might think that's racist. <laughs> What if we just go for some you know, random country in South America, some, the non-racist yeah, thing to do? One. God, I wish they would have gone Brazil yeah. so they would be doing the wrong language. They go, <laughs> go for like one of, one of yeah. the couple ones that don't speak Spanish. Uh, that would be very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked up to see if maybe uh, like, is there like an Argentinian cucumber that's like a thing? And like, is that why they're doing this? Searching Argentinian cucumber is not giving me any like yeah. results oh, it, really. Yeah. Uh, I. The only thing that I could have said, but I don't think this is true, and this is me trying to make them much more big brains. Uh-huh. I think it's yeah. funny uh, to say that we see that they are in a kind of mm-hmm. Disney World esque location. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. <laughs> <laughs> is the asparagus? Is Paul Asparagus also being racist? And this is how he taught his son <laughs> how to be racist through his casual <laughs> racism. Well, I mean, listen, I don't think. Obviously, Paul Asparagus would shoulder some of the blame there, uh, you know, lack of shoulders aside. But with something like this, I think we can only engage to the culture we have access to. So I think. When it comes down to it, the real blame lies with the person who arranged all this, uh, Walnut Disney. <laughs> uh, that was oh, such a long right. walk. Also, that was I'm a good pretty walk. sure walk Bob good. says traditional Argentinian song at the beginning, so... Dang. Yeah. I think it's yeah. actually the yeah, narrator. Does. Now Larry will perform the traditional Argentinian song, The Dance uh, of the Cucumber. So yeah, shit's racist and weird. Yeah, but yeah, like the song yeah. cuts off partway through because Bob gets mad that the, mm-hmm. most of the song's lyrics are about insulting him. And then they get distracted because, yeah, like you're saying, Dad and Junior mm-hmm. Asparagus are there on vacation. Junior has like a Mickey Mouse hat, but it's got like green spheres yeah, where the ears should that's be. That's weird. And they're just, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I first I was like, this is a common sight. Especially in tourist places, not the Mickey Mouse hat, but just seeing white people around sure. and taking pictures, that's normal. It gets, um, it especially, gets weirder, though. It, oh, okay, but it's going to get oh, weirder, but before it does, it's already gone. pretty weird and we need to talk about it. Because, all right, so we've talked yeah. about how the silly songs with Larry are clearly staged on the kitchen counter. It's a, the one interpretation is that it is a stage within a stage if the kitchen counter is false, uh, and that they're like it. The hokiness of the stage is part of the joke of it. But Bob stops the routine mm-hmm. of the thing because he's legitimately angry about the lyrics. 
But then they're interrupted by Junior and Dad, mm -hmm. who seem to not be acting here. They're on vacation. Like, unless this is a very meta thing for the vegetables to have written and produced, this seems like there is just a Disney World on this mm -hmm. kitchen counter. Sound guy art. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there does seem to be Which, that. Which, again, I think shows the only logical framework to approach this show from is that because Phil Vischer's mom didn't allow God to touch this universe, it is inherently incoherent <laughs> and inexplicable, and uh, the context and rationale of each scene must be considered on its own. Uh, and, you know, that kind of incoherence uh, is why Bob et al. are striving to connect with God through these Bible stories. And silly songs, I guess. What's well, the, they, that what, just to blow up some steam? No, yeah. That, what's like the religious salvation reason to do the silly songs? No, they just got, they want to have fun sometimes, you know. <laughs> nah, everything has to be about salvation. Just most <laughs> things. Uh, so yes, that whole thing happens, <sighs> and then yeah, Paul Asparagus is like. <laughs> We gotta get going, though, Junior. I think the dwarves have confused your mother with someone else. Uh-huh. And we, we see Mother Asparagus running across as, like, little dwarf hats go across the screen. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, like... Mm. They think that she is Snow White, I guess? I guess. Because she's a lady. That's the only similarity. Is this... <laughs> Is this a, uh, thankfully we have a team party expert on this podcast. Is this an Epcot thing? Is this like, where? Wor this would be a, a Walt Disney fantasy. No, wait. Mm. No, but, <laughs> because, but like, yes. oh, we're in the, well, Argentinian pavilion. Right. And is that the explanation that they're not actually in Argentina slash Mexico? That they're in the Argentinian slash Mexican pavilion of the weird theme park? I guess, but also they don't usually let the Disney characters interact with that kind of thing. Oh no, those are real dwarves. Because <laughs> okay. the, the other reason is when... way more racist. Like, oh yeah, weird Mexican dwarves are harassing white women. Like... That's worse. Well, no, they're definitely not supposed to be. Like, they're supposed to be of the Snow White and Seven Dwarves. Like, they've got the little but hats. Why and are they there? I don't know. Because it's just they're going in a general theme park parody. Yeah. I for for some Listen, reason. This countertop is not big. It's so weird that they were like, okay, we're doing the song in Spanish. We don't want it to be Mexico for some reason, so we're gonna say Argentina. But instead of just saying we're in Argentina for this song, we're gonna say we're in a theme park that has an Argentinian like corner. What? It also has the seven dwarves. Because it's this. It has to. If it has the seven dwarves, then they have to be implying it's Disney. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. It's uh, yes. such a I weird mean, he's got the Mickey call. Mouse hat. It's such a weird yeah. fucking call. It yeah. makes yes, no it sense. It's one of those racism things that you experience. Um, it's one of those racism things that I experience more often than regular racism. That's like, 
this how are you racist this way i don't understand how <laughs> this rate you i can tell you're being racist but i don't understand how <laughs> like where does you're, the lead it's a weird come? racism you got yeah, going on yeah it's weird yeah it is it is uh, they do another verse of the song, and now it's about how Bob can't sing, and he mm-hmm. loses his temper and starts chasing Larry around. Still a good song. I, I did like the joke about how Bob's example of him dancing is at the polka fest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Great polka dancer, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> he just stretches and squashes yeah, like uh-huh. me. I mean, yeah, we've seen it in the opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, then there's, like, one last verse where, like, Larry's singing in English now about how, like, Bob's really mad at me. You know, that kind of thing. And that's it. And then, yeah, so we're, we're back to murder. Back to murder. We do get a reprise of the bunny song, thank God. We do, but there's no backup singers this time, and that's the no. part that really hey, makes it pop. Hey, we didn't talk about the backup singers' iBuds. Why didn't we talk about the iBuds? The backup singers, they have buds for their eyes. What's up with that? It's supposed to be it, eyeshadow, I think. Yeah. I'm I'm scrubbing back to see what you're referring to. It It's just that they have like closed yeah. eyes and it Oh, 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 sure. They're pink closed eyes. There are two circles buried together. Oh, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of how everyone's eyes are in this show. There's just stay closed. <laughs> God. <laughs> and because they're, they're the they're ladies, yeah. as you can tell by the mm-hmm. eyelashes and earrings, right. and also the eyeshadow. Yeah, and there's weird lighting there, so maybe that's why. But yeah, I, I just felt like I, people have commented on the eyebuds to me when I've shown them that I was covering this. I felt that was a thing we needed to cover. Definitely, yeah. That's fair, yeah. Uh, and so they are now tied up on a conveyor belt... And Mr. Nezzer's like, wait, why didn't you say my fucking song? <laughs> right. I, I just want you to love the bunny like I do. Okay, so here's what stands out to me. And it mostly stands out to me because I like to imagine a scenario that results from it. What, okay. what Rack says is that their parents taught them to stand up for, they be- for what they believe in, right? Sure, yes. There was definitely at least one person who pulled this episode out as a teen to explain why they're a neo-pagan now, right? (laughs) Go on. I I mean, that's more or less the whole thought, but it's... Because that's another thing. Like, if you're going to say it's important to stick up for what you believe in, the logical conclusion to that is... If you don't believe in God, or if you believe in... Oh, I see what you're if, if you're spiritual in a way that doesn't yeah. square with Christianity, you gotta stand up against that, right? Yeah, but it's but you're ah. missing the part... You're, you're only going with part two of the statement, of the lesson. Part one is, you need to listen to your parents and do what they say, and they say to believe in God. This is true. And yes. now, given that you've obeyed this them is... properly and ob- believe in God just like they do, it's important to stand up for your beliefs that they gave you. Wait, hey, yes. listen. I know that this is something. This is not like a specifically Christian thing. Obviously, yeah. You know, filial piety is a 
it goes a lot of places. Sure. It's present Absolutely. in Judaism. Like, one of the commandments is, at the very least, to honor your father and mother, which yeah. you can interpret that in a whole lot of different ways, but... Definitely. This specific framing of it, creepy as fuck to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. just because I hate my dad, yeah. though. <laughs> uh, I think it's also, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but, like... Mr. Nezer is a Jewish character. I okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that yeah, bought it. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like the big warty nose, and it's weird. And hey, he's got a big that, like he's he, okay. So he's supposed to be a zucchini. As a kid, yes. I always thought he was a pickle, but he's a zucchini. And like you said, he's got a big warty nose, and zucchinis do have a weird little head on them. Mm-hmm. But they sure do draw it def- looking like kind of like a yamaka, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they give him, like, the Bernie Sanders cut. Yeah. yeah, he's got the Larry David. Which explicitly, like, with so many of the characters not yeah. having hair. That's true, too. I feel yeah. is important. Yeah. So, you know. visually, he's a Jewish stereotype, and voice-wise, he's doing an impression of a black actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Just and you really know, trying to hit as many points on his racism bingo card as he can. Now huh? that you mention it, that does kind of cast a pallor on the way that this particular episode resolves, huh? Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, mm, this sure is, you know, we've talked about this already, but this sure is, you know, a story about Jewish people being oppressed, having their, like, religion, you know... Tried to, like, you know, basically beaten out of them, removed from their names, literally. And they sure did change it to where the villain of the story looks Jewish. Yeah. Or looks like a Jewish stereotype, (sighs) rather. And they say white people don't have culture. (laughs) I joked on Twitter earlier that I think this episode is a cipher through which you can understand all of white American culture. You say a joke, but yeah, like... You could write a fucking book on this episode. You you really could. There's it hits on so many things. Like yeah, yeah, it's like you've got just every not every flavor of racism, but a lot of them. You know, you've yeah, like, you've got the weird Christian victimization stuff, you've got the commercialization of Easter stuff, you have hating the res- all the capitalism hating the stuff. results of capitalism but refusing to criticize capitalism. Yep. It's it's there's just everything is here. <laughs> this explains yeah. it all. This episode is Clarissa. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. <laughs> sure. I someone just came in. Did you make a Clarissa explains it all? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, he sings a reprise of the bunny song about how you know he just doesn't understand all. You know, he's given them everything. Hats, ties, and all he's asked is that they, you know, forsake their religion and bow down to a graven image of uh, the symbol of his wealth. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they they just explain, like you said, that they're going to stand up for what they believe in. He's like, all right, well, going to kill you. <laughs> he's so cavalier he about is. it. <laughs> Uh, in the Bible story, like, guards are, like, dragging them to the furnace, and they say that the furnace is so mm-hmm. hot that just the guards standing outside of it are, if, like, 
burned to death just by Jeez. being close to it. <laughs> I wouldn't want to get that guard I mentioned duty. in episode one, the Book of Daniel has a lot of incidental casualties. <laughs> where it's like, oh, our heroes survived because the Lord protected them. Everyone else, though, oh, they're dead as shit. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they are about to get dropped. They're like tied up on a conveyor belt and about to get dropped in. But then uh, Laura shows up in her truck to save mm-hmm. them. And this is like a totally spies where the like action scene is totally like useless, uh-huh. <laughs> useless and not that there well is, animated. Yeah, like they are just flying through tubes, like it's a fucking screensaver. Yeah, and there's like carrot guards in uh, other like vehicles chasing them, but and, like she's losing them one by one. But then she accidentally just drives right back out onto the factory floor over the furnace. There was literally just a moment where there you see like a POV shot of the ship. And, like, there's really no sound, and it's just them going down, like, a dark tube, and I'm like, riveting, this is... Yeah. <laughs> we needed five minutes on this, yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm just trying to see. Oh, yeah, I, I do like this bit. This is from the Bible version of it, uh, which is Daniel 3. Uh, King Nebuch- This is them, like, about to get thrown in, and, like, he's telling them, like, oh, hey... What does he say? Oh, like, oh, I'm going to throw you into a furnace. Then what god will be able to rescue you from my hand? And they reply to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the god we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he doesn't, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you've set up. I just like the idea, like, listen, we (laughs) might be about to die, but fuck you anyway. Yeah. Yeah, like, listen... I also like, listen, God's totally going to save us. But if, <laughs> if he doesn't, you still suck. Skip, Fuck you. You, know I, you know I love God. But <laughs> if he doesn't save me, <laughs> then the Yankees are nothing. These kings of Babylon and Assyria and other such places need to stay off the idolatry. <laughs> uh, but uh, he's like, hey, that truck that you're escaping in belongs to me. And robot arms come out and grab it and start to tilt him up. Uh, tilt the truck upwards. And he's like tur- turned into like a full, like, Bond villain, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. They're tied up in the back where of this truck he, and are just being slowly Where he is like, oh, Mr. Luntz, like, it seems like there is garbage in my, yeah. you know, truck. Yeah, uh, and they're, like, about to hit the tipping point where they're going to fall in, but then Laura pulls the plug on the machine, which doesn't matter because the back of the truck breaks open and they fall in anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and... Suddenly, blinding white divine light fires out of every window on the furnace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think we get probably what is the most famous line in this episode. Oh, what's that? Which is, hey, how many guys did we throw oh, in yeah. there? Three. Well, there's a fourth guy. <laughs> He's real shiny. Right. It's, it's those lines, but delivered much uh, more racist. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. I, the implication that God's shiny is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
He's like yeah. bioluminescent. Because, like, I've, you know, I've seen other like implications of like God's presence. Oh, he's so big. He's so was like so shiny. Right. Bigger than the boogeyman. Now I will say, <laughs> generally speaking, God is not portrayed with a physical form or right necessarily considered to have something that even sort of maps onto one in at least in right. Jewish doctrine. That being sure. said. There is biblical support for the idea that God is shiny. <laughs> okay, what are you thinking of? Um, so at one point when Moses is like chilling in a cave, I forget why he's chilling yeah. in a cave, but he like sees the ba- sees God from the back. God like appears in humanoid form as a vision, and he's like, "Listen, you can't look at me from the front because you just be toast, but you can look at me like as I pass from the back." And then right, okay. Moses' face like glows for a month or something. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the idea that like you can look at my ass. <laughs> Same, <laughs> nothing else. Moses, thou shalt slap it once. Once, God. <laughs> yeah, God. Damn it. <laughs> no, please don't. Damn God. I think later on in uh, Daniel, like when you get into the back half, that's all Daniel's prophetic visions. They're like. I think part of them are delivered by, I think they describe an angel with topaz skin. So that's pretty shiny, and that's just an yeah. angel. Sounds like a great Steven Universe OC. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, does that mean that God is one of the diamonds? I mean, he is bigger than the Boogeyman, and he is shiny, well, according to VeggieTales. God- and the diamonds do create worlds. But yeah. God must be create, create above life. the diamonds. Because right, hmm. What what's yeah. above a diamond? Well, oh. depending Some kind yeah, of super depending diamond. on the gacha you're playing, sometimes they have the diamonds, and then they have like rupees <laughs> sometimes, or like different types of diamonds, and those give you the real good pulls. He's one. He's one of those rainbow gems. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is, uh, yeah. God's a guaranteed drop. <laughs> this is this is Daniel 10, starting at verse 4. On the 24th day of the first month, as I was standing on the bank of the great river, the Tigris, I looked up, and there before me was a man dressed in linen with a belt of fine gold from Upaz around his waist. Probably mispronounced that. His body was like topaz, his face like lightning, his eyes like flaming torches, his arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze, and his voice like the sound of a multitude. <laughs> Pretty cool. Sounds like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> If I if listen if God showed up it. on Tinder, yes, <laughs> would you swipe would left? You swipe left? <laughs> uh, so I just said in a podcast a couple of days ago that I would swipe right on Guy Fieri on Tinder. So I guess I would also swipe right on God. I said that I would swipe no on someone called Steve Austin, and I stand by that. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just had flashbacks to that show. I don't think it's on anymore, but the god just friended me. That was... That's a thing? Was a thing? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like where, uh, yeah, like where God f- it sends this dude's messages on his phone, and he has to help people. Yeah, right. yeah, it's just called God Friended Me. Uh, okay. Wasn't, there haven't been like three other, Eli Stone was that, but with musical numbers and George Michael. And then that was the other one, uh, Joan of Arcadia 
was also kind of dead. That feels like a tried and true premise for a show. Also for a show that gets canceled after like a season or two. Yeah. Uh, yes, it, he is an, a... Uh, the series chronicles the life of Miles Fisher, an outspoken atheist and podcaster. Uh-oh. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a friend request on Facebook by account named God. Great. The account suggests new friends to Miles, people in the, his hometown in New York, who will require assistance. <laughs> well. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> there are four figures in the furnace, not three. Uh, and Nebuchadnezzar calls for uh, the vegetables to come on out. And they do. Uh, and he's like, well, literally just watched God save you from my horrible machines of capitalism. So, guess, you know, guess I was uh, made a real oopsie here, huh? Yeah. Uh, I just want to state for the record that his podcast is named The Millennial Prophet. <laughs> um, Great. Is that... These damn millennial that? prophets. <laughs> Back in Mille- my day, prophets talked to God via an angelic interlocutor. Nowadays, they only talk to him on Facebook. <laughs> the millennials are destroying the profit industry? Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so, Mr. Nezzer's like, well, I guess I'm a Christian now. <laughs> Right, yep, uh-huh. <laughs> that doesn't have any implications. Yeah. Nope. This, this story in the Bible ends with, let's see, Therefore I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. You are just one of the people uh-huh. you want to murder. <laughs> like two <laughs> seconds ago. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I feel like I feel he like got better. I am no expert on this. Uh-huh. I get the impression that's like text, like textual hypocrisy. That you know, King Nebuchadnezzar is obviously not a good guy. And like, I, and also, like yeah. in this exact thing, it is very chick tracky. Where it's like, right. oh, like I really hadn't just heard of God before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> is, this, is this God? I love God. Right. Yeah. Well, cause, like to the point, you know, what I was just saying, like he that this story ends with that where he's like, oh, I guess, I guess your God is real. And then the next chapter is about how, yeah, he kind of dropped that immediately, and God had to turn him into an animal man for a few months. When I have before he finally got I'm it sorry, through his head as punishment. What? <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, start like, denouncing like, God I, more. <laughs> what is it? I, I yeah, sure, uh, I should, I sure would hate it. If Hashem were to turn me into some kind of vile beast made of gelatinous ooze, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, let's see. What is it? Uh, let him let him be drenched with the dew of heaven. Let him live with the wild animals until seven times pass by for him. Oh, so it was for years, I guess. I I don't remember also, what okay, times. Let him to. live with the wild animals. Sounds more like he just <laughs> has to fuck off into the wilderness, which is less appealing. Right. Yes. Yeah, he does fuck off into the wilderness. He like. He, like, loses all of his, like... He becomes, like, bestial in the head. It's more of a brain drain than a TF. I mean, listen. I'm also open to that one. (laughs) He just decided to live off the grid for a couple years. Yeah, oh, here we go. Yeah, your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from people and will live with the wild animals. You'll eat grass like the ox. Seven times will pass by for you until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over all kingdoms on Earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. 
Yes, God is the most high. <laughs> hey. Hey, how come... Listen. I know that the answer to this is obviously a lot of these stories aren't necessarily to be taken literally. And Sure. It would be dope as hell if God still did shit like this, though, right? <laughs> Like, if I just tuned into the news tomorrow and it's like, uh, yeah, we don't know where Donald Trump is. Oh, my God. We think he, like, just sort of fucked off into Yellowstone. (laughs) There's a a search party. We're working on it. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna make a blasphemous joke now. All right. Uh, could God make a blunt so, so good that even he could not smoke (laughs) it? I mean, yes, he could. <laughs> well, no, he would be he able would, to smoke but half he could. of it, and then he'd just need to take a break. He'd need to pass it. Who would God pass the Dutch to? I mean, if you if you believe in the Trinity, then that solves itself, doesn't it? That does Who's solve itself. Who's on the left side of God in the Trinity? <laughs> well, I think. I'm trying to remember, because I believe that is explicit, that Jesus is on his right side in heaven. So it's like when my dad tried to get me to smoke pot. (laughs) Yeah, your family's wild. (laughs) We didn't even talk about the thing we said, let's not talk about until we get to the podcast. Well, no, according to Jesus, it's not him that's at the right hand of God. The the sheep are at the right hand of God and the goats on the left hand. Okay, Pastor... So it it really be all of us would t- would uh, take yeah. it, right? Puff puff, and then pass. To well, Jesus. the goats are bad though. You don't want to be a goat. Um. Well, yeah, but you know, listen. Sometimes yeah. you just oh, is invite that, what the that cake dude because like it's about sheep go heaven, goats <laughs> go to hell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because Jesus has a whole thing about how like. You know, the the sheep and the goats mm-hmm. among humanity are going to be separated from one another. And, like, I'm trying to see, like, hey. he talks about... Oh, hey, yeah. you know Listen, what the... We all have that, like... Go ahead. You know what the real difference is between heaven and hell? What's that? What? In one, you get hotboxed, and in one, you get hotboxed. All right. Great. Uh, uh, I was just going to say how, like, you know, we always have the dude at, the, like, the party who, like, yeah, he sucks, but, like, yeah, I don't know, he's got good weed. That's and, like, you know, he'll, he's good for it. He's good. No, that's not God. That's, like, okay. Satan. Yeah. For the record, just to wrap up the sheep and goats thing, because I've got you. it pulled up, uh, where Jesus explains what makes you a sheep or a goat. He says he'll, what he'll say to the goats, uh, he'll say, uh, you did not, oh, oh let's see, they'll, he tells the sheep that uh, when I was hungry, you gave me food to eat. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. Uh, I was in prison, and you came to me. Uh, the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry, feed you, or thirsty, and give you drink? When do we see you as a stranger, take you in, naked, or clothe you? When do we see you sick, in prison, and come to you? Uh, most certainly, I tell you, because you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. And, yeah, it says the opposite to the goats. And just like, yeah, because you did not care about the least among you, you personally insulted me, God. And, uh, I mean, I didn't do it. You did. I mean, weird that a lot of Christians don't seem to follow that. Weird. Christian goats. (laughs) It's so weird. Anyway, Larry's still in the (laughs) Um, sink. Oh, 
I think yeah. that we didn't talk about. Hey, he got a chance, or maybe it's when I got up for a second. He got a chance to ask for anything he wanted to, and he didn't ask for better work conditions or a pay raise or anything. That's right. He just wanted yeah. to sing a song like, to you Mr. Nazar. Anything you want, yeah. and I can imagine coworkers being like, "Oh, fucking yeah, break!" So like, let's sing a song. Yeah, instead no, so, let's force everyone to sing one of my songs. Again, mm-hmm. the problem was not capitalism. Yeah. Right. The problem was that he was not a capitalist Christian. Right. The problem was that he was um, a Jewish capitalist. At one point in my notes, I got mad about this, and I called Sparagus Jr. a vegetable, in all caps. I said, <laughs> no, ask for better working conditions, better pay. Why ask about a song, you vegetable? Great. And then I wrote a note that says Bob hates God. <laughs> I don't remember why. Well, Bob hates God for trapping him in this hellish existence where he can oh, find no redemption. Sense. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bob is still in the sink, and they did like Bob eventually. One does the whole email song where he. Well, Larry does the email song. Whatever, whatever the <laughs> fuck like, it is. He starts doing it, and Bob's like, "Larry, you know how I feel about this song." <laughs> Please, Larry. Please, I'm dying. <laughs> uh, um, and then he like turns on the faucet. He's like, "Larry's like, ah, oh, that's cold." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will say, Larry suggests that Dexter bring one of his favorite videos to watch next time he's at his friend's house. And oh, sh- yeah, go ahead. Once again. This created just this horrible thought in my head of there's definitely a kid who like brought a VeggieTales video mm-hmm. to like a yeah. friend's house. Mm-hmm. This VeggieTales yeah. video. Yeah. We can't yeah. Watch yeah. And the, the friend Simpsons. was like Duh. and you know that was just a, an awkward situation for yeah. everybody involved and it I mean, sucked. The bunny song's good though. Yeah. Yeah, like you know at the end of it like when, like, Bob is saying that part, he was, like, looking at the friend, like, uh-huh. Both of you, uh-huh. Both of you think you they finished it? the tape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, ideally they, like, They finished the bunny song and, and called it quits, hopefully. Oh, I don't think they got that deep, even. I think around the time the Bob was explaining the letter about <laughs> watching bad shows, that's when you get up and yeah, go play like, Lego. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the verse is from Second Thessalonians. Uh, do you have it pulled up, Ashley? Uh, I don't. All right. I think it's basically just, hey, do what you've been taught to do. Um, stand firm and hold to the teachings we pass on to you. Second Thessal- uh, Thessalonians two uh, two fifteen, which is mm, I again, it's one of those things that has a very different context in a culture and religion that's sort of constantly struggling against extermination, and right? one that runs half the planet. Yep, which obviously was not the case uh, when Thessalonians was written. Exactly, yeah. But, like, also, I also just hate the, I don't like the way that Bible verses get chopped up like that. Because what, 
I, I would have to go and look up Thessalonians to see what teachings Paul's referring to. Because it wasn't the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. No, it's it was just picked because it's a verse that's tangentially related to this peer pressure thing that's sort right. of half the moral of this episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, there is, unrelated to like the very like serious religious implications of this, mm-hmm. there is a very good joke uh, because... Bob has freed Larry from the sink, but has sacrificed himself in order to do so. Yeah, uh uh-huh. They Mm -hmm. they basically did, like, a teeter-tarter, but with a spoon. Yeah, yeah, they're like, all right, let's set the spoon up, I'll jump on one side to fling you out. Yeah. Oh, wait, but now I'm stuck down here, and Larry just leaves him. (laughs) But, yeah, so, but when Larry is doing the thing, he's trying to say, like, Thessalonians. Mm Mm-hmm. He's like, Thiso, Thiso, and you just, like, see a shot of the sink and just hear Bob, like, at the bottom of it go... Thessalonians. Funny. <laughs> Very funny, funny joke. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. That that's basically the episode. Larry leaves <laughs> Bob to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> the moral of the story. Is that the Pledge of Allegiance is idolatry, and if you want to honor God, you are morally mm-hmm. obligated to refuse to participate. Yeah. You're morally obligated to take down capitalism. Stand for the flag, kids. Yeah. yeah. Um, that would... See, that... The problem, Maxi, is that sounds very theologically consistent, so it's definitely not a mainstream Christian position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's yeah, that's that that follows logically from the things you say you believe. So that can't be right. Mm. <sighs> Do we get any questions? Uh, nice. We got a lot of questions actually. I'm always glad when people uh, ask us questions. <laughs> uh, from at Scarchomp. So what are the odds of cocoa beans existing as sentient beans in the veggie verse? Decent. Considering the fact that there's lima beans in this one. Wait, are there lima beans? Th- those were grapes. Or, I were they not? Were they green? I thought beans? they were no, peas. Are, I thought they were peas. Oh. Hey, you know what? They were you green balls. So like, so yeah. who knows? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I would not be surprised if beans exist in this world. Yeah. Well, because remember in the theme song, it's lima beans collard greens. Yes, veggie tales. Peachy keen. Also, no one has said it on on the podcast, but uh, I'm gonna assume it was Ashley who found that theme oh, song. Oh yeah, absolutely. That you put yes. Guys play of that version. <laughs> it's so fucking good. Like every time I listen to it, I get fucking pumped and start dancing at work. So I need good. to be stated that that is was not a parody. That dude is a hundred percent legit Veggie Tales fan. Great. Uh, there's a whole video where he is just up in a red shirt and his beat his beat maker is just up in a green shirt like on a white background <laughs> you you need to pass me those it, I need to watch yeah, this video in my own time <laughs> uh, I, I, I cut it off before he starts I'm freestyling vegetables Okay, it, if, if that, I guess I'll find out if that was a good. It, call. it just got it to a point like I like it. It was not part of the VeggieTales canon, so I. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> respect. Uh, 
from that uh, ghoul personal, usually chump personal, uh, yeah, some people, uh, they're asking uh, if, you know, like, are they kids in this version? Are they doing, like, some fucking, like, you know, 30-year-old playing, like, a teenager th- shit? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, do you, and also, do you feel that Mr. Want falls into a similar category as a poo from The Simpsons, daily, definitely racist in that, in their voice by white guy, but also, unfortunately, kind of core part to a lot of the memorable jokes slash episodes? The only part... I remember uh, Mr. Lunt being really important in is your cheeseburger, and I don't remember any of the humor for, like, your you can che- just have a different character do that song. Sorry, your cheeseburger? Yeah. Yeah, it, they do, there's an episode where it's like, oh, instead of silly songs with Larry, it's love songs with Mr. Lunt, and he sings a whole song, I forget what character it is that he's singing about, but they, like, really want a burger, and it's a whole love song about a cheeseburger, No, but it's... It's too late at night, and they the drive through is closed, so he can't get a burger. Okay, okay, and he waits okay, all night okay, for the, okay, okay. <laughs> he waits all night for no, the burger no, place to reopen Luke, in the morning. Luke, what size then, is the drive? What size is the drive through? <laughs> what size is the burger? Is the burger sentient? They, well, the burger never actually appears in the short. Because it's kind of like a waiting for God thing. Yeah, it's a waiting for God thing. Because as he's sitting in his car waiting for the fast food place to open up, he sees a billboard for Denny's across the street, literally Denny's, uh, that is what? half price bacon and eggs. And it's breakfast time now. It's like six in the morning. He's waited all night. Fuck. So he decides to go there to eat anyway. But as the song assures the cheeseburger, he'll be back for it. Because you're still his cheeseburger. Uh, um, I think about this the same way I think about Apu. Uh, should have been... If, yeah, I'd be happier if those characters didn't exist, the, at least in the current way right. they do in the show. I don't care that they made funny jokes. I don't care that Apu has that funny thing with Elton John. I'd rather it not right. be yeah. racist. Mm-hmm. I, I almost wonder, I'd say more like your question was like, uh, isn't it kind of weird and awkward that like, there's a lot of really great Simpsons episodes that happen to feature a poo. And like, that's a weird, like complicated yeah, thing. Uh, yeah. From at, uh, infinite Justine. Do any of you have experience, uh, with chocolate Easter crosses? Fucking no. what? That no. feels yeah. far more sacrilegious sounds... than a chocolate Easter bunny. Yeah, that's like... Honestly, that sounds kind of tasty. Yeah, I, like, I never thought much about them as a kid, but they seem relevant as an Easter object that has weird implications when closely examined. Yeah. So, okay, you know. so here's the thing. That does seem weird to me. I love eating torture devices. But like, hot cross buns doesn't seem weird to me. And I think it's because... Like, we're on some treachery of images shit. What? Like... I, I parse right. hot cross buns as, oh, this is a bun with an image of a cross on it. But right. if it's just, like, a cross made of chocolate, that's not an image of a cross. That's a cross. Yeah, definitely. I'm seeing a chocolate cross with Jesus on it. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah. that, you know, when you think about it, I that's mean, doing what you're supposed to. You're supposed to eat Jesus, right? Well. So, it's been a while since I did Sunday <laughs> okay. school, but I'm pretty sure that was a pretty major well, thing. 
Yeah, but there's something about rendering it as literally, uh, you know, three-dimensional image of the Lord well, and Savior that uh, makes it seem pretty unseemly. Yeah. What do y'all know about Rosca de Reyes? Nothing. Even a little bit. Is that, uh, is it so, like the king cake? Yeah, kinda, yeah. Uh, it's, it's this, uh, this, like, big circular cake that you eat during, uh, I believe it's the day of the, what do you call them? The wise men? Mm. Oh, yeah, the day um, of the three wise men. Yeah, uh, in, yeah in Spanish, they're, they're called the, the wizard king? Reyes Magos? that rules! Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're, that does they're rule. the king wizards. They're the three king wizards. Yeah. Uh, and then you share. So this is usually done either in families or more typically at work. Uh, people, a couple of people buy the rosca or like the office provides the rosca and everyone gets a slice. Uh, and there are baby Jesuses inside the rosca, tiny baby Jesuses. Mm-hmm. And if your slice gets one, you have to bring tamales at a specified there, There's date. a similar oh, tradition oh, uh, with Mardi Gras. I think in that one, there's only one uh, Jesus in the cake, and then whoever gets the slice with it is supposed to be the host next year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's nice. I, I'm mostly from... Yeah, no... Yeah. Uh, I'm mostly familiar with the Tom Waits song, Chocolate Jesus. I'm mostly familiar with that one time someone made a statue of Jesus out of chocolate and enraged uh, religious groups. Yeah, I just want to say, just steal a joke from Tom Waits, which is, in Chocolate Jesus, he calls it an immaculate confection. Oh, that's good. I think it's pretty good. (laughs) Fun fact, the immaculate conception actually refers to the birth of Mary and not the virgin birth of Jesus. That's true. Yeah. yeah, that was in episode one. I'm pretty Did, sure. I don't think we brought that up. Then I have no idea how I knew that. <laughs> I, assume, I assumed I knew that because well, you of say you. You were brought up Catholic. Like that is a Catholic That's thing. True. Maybe it stayed in my head. Honestly, most of the things I remember from Catholic Church was when I was a little kid going to Sunday church and they having like the puppets and stuff for kids. Uh-huh. And then after I became too old for puppet church. Just going to church and being in these, like, actually amazing architectural, like, old churches. Because Mexico, like, even smaller towns have, like, really beautiful churches. And just imagining, uh, like, Power Rangers or wrestlers fighting monsters inside these churches while the sermon was going. Nice. All right. That, that was yeah. a lot of my life growing yeah. up. Uh, I'm trying to think of the, the most fun church thing I can think of was during a... We did, like, a Christmas play that was, like, The Last Supper, but the whole thing was that it was, like, it seemed, I don't remember, this play might suck eggs, I don't remember, but it seemed cool to me when I was a kid, uh, where it was, like, oh, everyone is, like, frozen in place in, like, The Last Supper pose, and, like, one by one, one person starts to move, and they, like, do, like, oh, here's this apostle's monologue about, like, Jesus and stuff. My dad played Judas in it. He did a pretty good job. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like Judas is either I'm, the part you want most or the part you want least, and there's not really a lot of middle ground there. Oh, uh, my dad was very much like, that was the part he wanted, because it was like, oh, you get to be the bad guy and it's fun, you get to, like, ham it up. Uh, I once played the other Judas in the production of Jesus Christ Superstar. You know how there are two Judases in the Apostles? I played the other one. Wait, are there? Yeah, Judas is... 
There's Judas Iscariot. Iscariot is the the one. Yeah, and then there's the other one. I'm looking him up. I, that doesn't the sound. Other you got Andrew Jude. Bartholomew, James the Greater, Jude. James the Lesser, John Judas. <laughs> man, if you're James the Lesser, this has got to be like. Oh, <laughs> I think it was man. just like younger. I know, but like, come yeah. on, guys. Uh, John, Judas, Jude, Matthew, Matthias, Simon, Peter, Philip, Simon the Zealot, and Thomas. Mm. Are you they think- only in the... I'm looking at stuff in Spanish. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe and- Jude is translated differently? Maybe there's Spanish, a Jude. Jude. Yeah, maybe y'all were like, no, people are going to get confused if there's two Judas. And in Spanish, they were like, no, because there's Judas and Judas. Yeah, because you have Judas Iscariot, and then, yeah, Jude was also known as Thaddeus, or, I don't know if this is Yebus or Jebus, so there's definitely an E-S at the end of that, but I could see that being Judas. I'm seeing one translation, which is Judas, son of James. Okay. Hey, when we're we're talking about the apostles, it would sure suck to be Thomas, right? Like... In what way? Hey, so, I definitely saw Jesus die... So I'm going to need a little proof that you're actually him and not, like, the devil or something. Oh, cool, I have proof. And also now I'll be remembered forever as Doubting Thomas. That just seems a little unfair to him. I I, I see where you're coming from. I like Thomas. I like that, you know, literally one of the people that was closest to Jesus in life still, like, had trouble accepting the divine the divinity of him and needed to see it for himself. I think that's assuring oh, no. to people that didn't get to see as much as Thomas did. I think that's good. I just saying like, it sucks to have that as your nickname. Yeah. I see what you're saying. It's like, uh, they don't call saying... him denying Peter. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> um, you were saying there's a Thaddeus in, in English versions. Thaddeus is one of the other translations of Jude. Okay, in Spanish, he is known as Judas Tadeo. Okay. So, I, yeah, I don't know, like, if they actually share the name in the original, like, language. And then the translations, one were like, well, Jude, and the other one would for Judas Tadeo. Right. I mean, these are all, you uh, know. Yeah. N- none of these were probably literally the names they were called and went by in life. Yeah. Uh, it, but I do find that weird that, like, this is a link from, like, the Mexican Mickey, uh, Wikipedia, but, yeah. like, you can't find English stuff about that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go to the next question. All right. Yeah. Uh, from Sirius Tiberius, uh, Leto cult or Kanye cult, what's your poison in the post-apocalyptic hell space? <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> uh, I'm going to go. Can you run that one by me again? <laughs> the Leto cult or the Kanye cult? What's your poison in the post-apocalyptic hellscape? Oh, cyanide, then. <laughs> I would go with Kanye. Um, At least he'll be, like, funner. Jared Leto's just gonna send you, like, use condoms yeah, and shit. Yeah, I guess gun to my head, yeah, that's the, that's the answer. I mean, uh, if we're specifically talking, like, apocalypse cults, though, like, I feel like Kanye would be on some Borderlands shit where it's a dice roll, whether he'll, like, shower you in fucking caps or just like kill you as a joke okay so i was wondering if you were going to use caps as the they're sometimes referred to in rap as no bullets. no i mean <laughs> bottle caps like fallout i thought okay. you might have been manga hats 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. You never know what you're going to get with Kanye. He says, hey, do you want some caps? And it's like, well, I don't know how I'm going to play this one. Um, Uh, Whereas Leto, you know, is going to be like an asshole in a creepy but also kind of boring way. Right. Yeah, I I just feel like that if either of those are like death, death cults, it's definitely Leto. This is honestly, this question is morphing in my mind from which which doomsday cult are you part of into which would do better, which person would play the better main antagonist of a Far Cry game. And I think the answer is Kanye West. Um, I can see Kanye West, but have you seen that video of Jared Leto and his cult? Mm-hmm. I haven't. All I can think of is that the furry convention I volunteer for uh, next year's team is uh, post-apocalypse. And the in-storyline convention story is that we've all been trapped inside the hotel for 10 years doing a convention for the past 10 years while a furry apocalypse has been going on on the outside. Great. So that's where I am. I'm just going to share this image of Jared Leto talking to his cult. I don't. What? Why does he already have a cult? <laughs> why do you of think he Luke? fucking does? That's so just, many people. Okay. Why are. The, <laughs> what is happening? What has ever been happening? The world is yeah. just. It's always been like this. It has been. I feel like we got to pretend for a couple of years there, though. <laughs> yeah, but that's just the innocence of youth, I think. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, there is something from the official 30 Seconds to Mars Twitter. Because remember, at the beginning of this, yeah. he was a fucking musician. They had that one decent mm-hmm. song. I misread that for a second as 30 Seconds to Mass. Yes, it's like cold. <laughs> I love that the band's like, no, fuck that guy. Yeah, wow. No, I think they're like, yeah, we got a cult. Oh, fuck, that's worse. <sighs> All right, well. Uh, like, no, like, because that's what I'm saying. That's a death cult. Yeah! We're, uh, Kanye, okay, I think Kanye West is the, like, Far Cry 4, like, opulence and, like, mm-hmm. crazy shit villain. Jared Leto's the Far Cry 5, like, I'm gonna tell you all about, like, right. my ideas, and, like, we're gonna be on this creepy backwater thing. Th- yeah, like, yeah, cult. yeah. I'm gonna drug you. Yes. Uh-huh. Listen, if Connor West is giving you drugs, yeah, he will no, tell you they are drugs. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, Ashley, you've just proven to me that Jared Leto is already the bad guy from <laughs> Far Cry 5. Yes. Um... From TR6 Queenly, have you ever finished a chocolate bun in your life? I just think remember everyone I ever got for Easter, there was just like too much damn chocolate for one person to eat. Um, I think Molly, do you want to read Molly's response? Because I that sums up my feelings pretty well. Which is only the strong can eat an entire chocolate bunny. Yeah. I don't remember if I ever ate one in one sitting, but if I couldn't, it was always a thing where I was like, I'm going to save the rest of this for later. Hell yeah. I think I'd always, like, attempt to save the rest of it for later, and then eventually just, just would get thrown out. My, uh, you know, I, I've gotten a lot less chocolate bunnies in adulthood. Not zero, yeah. but less. Uh, but growing up, the rule was always, you can't finish it, because um, the the chocolate ears uh, go to my grandpa. He huh. gets those. You get the rest. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I would always start with the ears. Yeah. And I would try to eat all of the ears at once. 
Okay. And so okay. my mom was like, don't do that. Uh, I don't like chocolate that much unless it's like with peanut butter or in mole. Uh, I, yeah, I don't really like chocolate by itself. So no. Give me peeps. I'll, yes, I'll, I'll fuck several oh, packages oh, of Jesus. peeps before. Yeah, I'll eat all what? the peeps. Was it was it like vegan monsters? <laughs> like it's so fucking good. Peeps are so fucking good. I used to have a peep shirt. Disliking, disliking They're chocolate so and liking good. peeps. I don't even. Ashley, do you think we can find time to re-record this without Fabi? We might be. We might have to. No, no, no. Uh, listen, where are my peeps at? I disagree, but. She's standing up for what she believes in. God would be you know that? on my side. <laughs> oh, Luke, where, where are the peer pressure people? You want oh, no. to eat the bunnies. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> We've become the villains. The bunny. The bunny. The bunny. I love the bunny. The bunny. Do you love it? Peeps. I do love the body. Peeps are good. Uh, from at Pinmont, uh, what do you think of Jokey? Oh, ex celebrities and immortal gags on Tumblr slash Twitter. Do you ever worry that people take might take the jokes too far? Um, I'm not really sure what that means. Yeah, I don't. No, no, you know, like know. how, uh, like, oh fuck, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. No, like I, I, I know like the the jokes people make, but like I don't know what the I, what it would look like taking that too far. Putting a stake through Keanu's heart. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, I guess that would be taking it too far. I mean, obviously, there's people. C- celebrity like Stan culture is is a whole thing. Yeah. I don't know if that specific joke is really the root of it or like the worst expression of it. But there's definitely yeah, like, people that are far too invested in people they've never met. Yes. Uh. But let's, like, I think it's mostly harmless that specific joke. Yeah. Like, I I especially loved that little window of time where both the Keanu Reeves is immortal and Keanu Reeves is very sad things were going on. <laughs> yeah, and they just yeah. kind of cast him as, like, this immortal that, like, I am tired of your world. <laughs> there is a part of me with a lot of those where it's like, because what it's coming down to is, wow, they're way older than they look. And it's like, yeah, because they're, <laughs> they're rich, incredibly rich have basically no stress in their lives uh, and can afford, you know, types of care that would be absurd nonsense expenditures for other people. Yeah. Have y'all seen that Lil Nas video where him and Keanu Reeves, Naruto run? And I mean, that's pretty won? good. Yeah. Good times. Uh, that's good. I mean, like, listen, obviously Keanu Reeves has gone through very stressful things. He lost his wife and all that stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying... Mm-hmm. Even given all that, there are people that lose spouses every day that don't have Matrix money to uh, yeah. help them through it, you know? Yeah. And we're I'm not, not saying that makes it, that invalidates that pain or whatever, but, you know. we are, And also, we're implying that Kenny Reese is not a good dude. I, he, he seems very nice. Uh, he sure seems like one. I've mm-hmm. never met him. According to everyone who has, he seems like sure. the best dude. Uh, from at Max Shadow Man, any interesting stories involving rabbits? Involving rabbits. Uh, so I just finished Everyone Hybrid, and that 
that web series has a lot of rabbit imagery. This is not relevant, but it's in my head. And every time we say bunnies or rabbits, all I can think of is their evil villain talking about Great. killing rabbits. Yeah. So, yeah. I liked Watership Down a lot in high school. Uh, I did, at one point, my dad, or not my great grandfather, told a part of a sermon that included rabbits. Okay. okay. Uh, which was just like, sometimes my grandfather in the middle of sermon would just like do a fucking joke. Uh huh. Like just a long bit. And anyway, it was uh, a thing where uh, this guy put a solution on this rabbit that he thought he had killed. Uh huh. Uh, and the rabbit immediately like jumped back up and ran away and then waved at him. Uh huh. And it was uh, you know, shampoo for restoring hair and wave. Oh, I get it. Now, like, add like ten minutes onto that. <laughs> uh, and he always would frame them as like, "Well, last week, you know, this happened to me." Uh huh. Right. Right. You're like, no, that I was there with you. <laughs> Uh, did, you, did you ever read through your grandfather's book that he sent no, you? No, no. My grandfather did send me a book about being saved that I did not read for my for my birthday. Do you have it in arm's reach right now? No, it's probably in my room somewhere if I still have it. I was going to say it would be funny to close if you opened a random page and just read a line at random. Maybe if I still have that, we can do that later. All right, all right, all right. Uh... From at Fletch Keel, what Delsies, habits, people would you forgo in order to bask in the goodness that is the bunny? Hmm. I don't want no podcast. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like this is some weird lint thing where it's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess... I guess nothing. I don't care about bunnies that much. Yeah, <laughs> I feel well, like that's not a fun answer. I'd give up smaller yeah. chocolate bunnies. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. That sounds good. I mean, I mean, it's kind of a boring statue, if we're being honest. It's not even all that. Yeah. Like, if it was like a it's cute also like, bunny, you know. It's also like made out of steel or something. Yeah. Uh, and then from At Rush of Nowhere, they're also talking about... Uh, the Jared Leto cult, which I've already brought up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But they also ask, uh, are there any good cults? I mean... Uh, I... I guess insofar as, all, like, the distinction between cult and religion is not super, like, definitive? I would say that, like, ones that are explicitly about, like, getting things from, like, you, like, money. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like, those, those are, are definitely... Yes. Like, Scientology is obviously mm-hmm. a cult. Right. But, I mean, there are sects of Christianity like that. That is also true. Good old prosperity gospel. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, there's the cult of personality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> cult of personality. Like John F. K. Gandhi. <laughs> I'm the cult of per- That's such a good song. Natalie. Yeah, it is. Cult I'm kind of, of surprised that, uh, that... I just looked it up. I, you would think Cult of Personality would be a stand in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and it's not. Yeah. Uh, should be. <laughs> would. Um, in Living Color would also be a good stand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's not I'm trying to think, think of the anyways. one that like it was like technically you could call it a cult, but like it was not like actually organized. Like it was the one that like Devo were super into. Oh, the Church of the Subgenius. Yeah. I don't know. That one always felt very like new atheism-y to me. Mm. I, yeah, but also I just am into the aesthetic of it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Of like bizarre 1950s things. I get that. It just it, like my impression was always very much oh we're ironically acting religious to show you what a fool you are for earnestly being religious. Yeah. Yep, that sounds right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that's it for questions. All right, we did it. Yeah. Yeah. We got through it. We, we tackled the episode we were really itching to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it, you know, it was episode four. So episode three, that's it's four. four. It's wait, yeah. What? <laughs> it was it was God. Well, oh yes, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. I have like I just suddenly had like an out of body. <laughs> oh, I've listened to episode, that's fine. Like, I'm pretty sure it's four. You know that that's fine. We only have uh, fifty five more episodes of classic Veggie yeah. Tales to go. And we've already discussed the one episode we really wanted to. But don't worry, we got such classics coming up as, uh, you know, episode 57, Beauty and the Beat. Or episode 56, Mm. Celery Night Fever. Yeah! (laughs) Oh boy, they really are. (laughs) These are Power Ranger levels, pun names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're going to do a version of the Three Little Pigs. What's it called? The little house that stood. <laughs> uh, only the last pig worshipped <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> By that point, we're so deep into it. I wonder how explicitly religious it's going to be. Oh, they do. Oh, they do a parody of "It's a Wonderful Life" called "It's a Meaningful Life." God. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Maxi. Yes. Where can people find you? People online? can find me online at uh, Max Knightley. On Tumblr and at Maxi Satan on Twitter. Uh, I also make music. You can listen to my stuff at SoundCloud.com/slash Pastel Hand Grenade or PastelHandGrenade.BandCamp.com. Uh, I do commissions. If you are looking for a soundtrack for a game, if you're looking for a theme for a podcast of your own, a theme for an original character, anything like that. Uh, hit me up on Twitter or on Tumblr, and I would be happy to discuss details with you. Yeah, I had commissioned Maxie before. She does a great job. Yes, she's great. Um, uh, you can Frankie, find me on Twitter at Frankie Extra. The E of Frankie is the E of Extra. If you feel inclined to hear me talk more, I just finished a two-year-long podcast with my friend uh, Cassidy where we talked about the TV show Leverage and how it's way worse than anyone remembers. Uh, If you just want to hear, like, the end of that, we just recorded our last episode doing an overall on the last season and and the show as a whole. It's four hours long. I talk a lot about Tinder and about everybody hybrid in there. Uh, it's good. I really enjoy it. it that I really enjoyed recording that that podcast. Um, 
you can also, if you like sumo, you can find me on Basho and Tello, and I'm occasionally in TWA because I kind of just was, showed up one day and said, I'm a host now, and they're too nice to say no, so. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. I got squatting rights after, I hosted like three, I'm not even host, I showed up at like four episodes in a row as a guest, and I was like, I think this is squatters rights, I think I can just live here now. Yeah, it's, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, that's, oh, uh, follow me on Twitter for games writing stuff. I have some projects from some interesting companies coming out soon. But in the meantime, if you want to look at my games, you can find them at itch, uh, no, Frank, I always forget, frankieextra.itch.io. Uh, same thing with the E, E of Frankie is the E of Extra. Alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen to Frankie's podcast. It's really great. I have guessed in on a few yeah. of the, guests, uh, the, the bonus yeah, episodes. If you want an easy entrance, uh, listen to the one we did on The Sting, which is a movie I really enjoyed, and Ashley was there. So that was very fun. Yeah. Listen to me be confused and think this was an actual old movie and not a movie from the 80s. Uh, it's a good movie. It's a good, it's a good movie. movie. <laughs> uh, but, yes. So, uh, Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at SSJ Speed Racer. Uh, you can find other podcasts I do on Audio Entropy, such as Let's Place, where we rank every video game ever made. We finally recorded one of those. It will hopefully be up by the time you're listening to this. Should be. Uh, you can also find me sometimes on Teenage with Attitude. And on Totally Reprise with Ashley and our friend Molly, where we talk yeah. about where we have nearly finished talking nice, about nice, all nice. of Totally Spies. God, hmm. we're so close. I'm sure that so whatever it is that Reaching you're going to do next is going to be way more enjoyable and relaxing and easy to talk about. <laughs> uh, you know. Ashley, what about you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at you librarian, uh, and on Tumblr with a. I fucked this whole thing up. <laughs> I just did this thing. I didn't. It's it's that mood. I'm, I was the same. Actually, I kept it's forgetting. Okay. God shit. forgives yeah. us when um, we make late. mistakes. That's true. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you, <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> you can find me online. <laughs> you can find me online. At your librarian with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr, uh, and you can also uh, find me at my Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/AshleyLeeMinor. You should give Ashley some money. Sorry, I missed my cue. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I didn't want to step on anyone's. Do toes, give Ashley so your money though. I say it. You should give Ashley money. You get episodes of this early. Yeah. Uh. Thank you. Thank you. If you give Ashley money, you can listen to the first time me and Ashley ever talked about. I'm, I'm pretty sure you still can about Fast yes. and the Furious. I feel like yeah. we have suddenly just completely run out of gas and are failing <laughs> to properly end this yeah. podcast. Well, we are uh, two I and a half just, fucking hours yeah. in, Luke. So I know. No, I, I was just. <laughs> 
It's gonna be I 11. Just, I'm an old lady. I, go I was just linked in a somewhat popular post about uh, an art, what we have said about VeggieTales lore that someone made. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. No, oh, you I haven't had seen that? That post that has thousands Wait, of likes and retweets? Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, yeah. And then... It's okay. The tweet where they acknowledge you all. Oh, that have, makes like, more sense. Likes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love their, this blew up. Please read Matthew 1924. <laughs> <laughs> Good job at that Pazazu. Pazuzu. Uh, Ashley, I feel like... I'm just going to put something out into the universe that I think we might be able to make happen sometime. Yeah. We need to get the VeggieTale Facts person on as a guest. I think we could actually pull that off. I think that's within our realm of possibility. <laughs> they, and they seem like a good enough person. They seem all right. We should, we should try and see if we can't get on their radar, see if they want to come talk about VeggieTales for two and a half hours sometime. All right. But uh, until then. Yeah. Remember. Uh-huh. God loves you. Yeah. And he made you very special. And we love you, too. We love you very much. Like, we, we have not... Does the implication mean that God doesn't love both of you? Since you're saying the same thing as the damn tomato and, and But pickle? we're humans, so it's fine. God also loves yeah. us. Yes, God also loves us. But also he also loves like you. I not really lock down the sign-off for this. We're, we've gotten the no. right sentiment every time, but the exact phrasing changes every episode. Yep. Uh, just go with uh. keep praying. <laughs> keep praying. Keep praying. The college years. Wife Larry. Wife Oh, wait, no, sorry. We agreed earlier. It'd be wife, junior, asparagus. <laughs> <laughs>